I promise you this, above all else, I'm going to be more obnoxious, more overbearing, and I'm going to make you all learn to love it, because you'll have no choice. This program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. <laughs> I can put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. You maniacs! What is a man? When we are successful, we will be. We have a real chance to get Given the population explosion, let alone in this country, what can the government, what ought the government to do about this? Well, what it ought to do is this. The first thing, you, want, you don't want to put, I, I'm against government interference in our lives. You want to minimize that. So the very first thing the government should do is try and take the pressure off to reproduce. There's a lot of pressure in our society now to reproduce. If you're single, people try and push you into getting married. You know, uh, you, your wife, you have a, a, a bachelor over and your wife says, gee, shouldn't I have a nice girl over? The idea is, you know, nobody should escape. So there's pressure to get married. Young couples, if they don't have children, people say, gee, they must be sterile. They never say, gee, maybe they like uh, good wine and going to the theater and so on. They prefer that to scraping diapers. So there's pressure to have children. So the first thing that should happen is that the president ought to say, from now, here on out, no intelligent, patriotic American family uh, ought to have more than two children, preferably one, if you're starting a family now. Not, not any law, but just say this is what responsible people do. He ought to make the FCC see to it that large families are always treated in a negative light on television wherever they appear. There ought to be a tremendous amount of television time devoted to spot commercials, the sort we've had against smoking, uh, but the ones in the middle, say in the middle of Beverly Hillbillies, you get a scene which shows Los Angeles in the smog and it just says this city has a fatal disease, it's called overpopulation. And so long. Uh, now that sort of campaign, you could you could have a census, a sample census, which would see whether that was having a desired effect. If that didn't, you could move to giving women bonuses for not having babies. That almost certainly would do the job. If that didn't have the effect, then you could move to changing the tax structure uh, so that people who had the money and had the children paid for the children. In other words, you would increase taxes on people with children rather than decrease them, since they when they have the children, they require more services. If that doesn't work. Uh, then you'll have the government legislating the size of the family. And people say, oh, that's impossible. Government can never intrude and tell you how many children to have. Well, I got news. You know, it intruded a long time ago and told you how many wives you can have. Uh, and there's not the slightest question that if we don't get the population under control with voluntary means, that in the not-too-distant future, the government will simply tell you how many children you can have and throw you in jail if you have too many. We'll tell you how many kids to have. This is episode 134 of Behind the Schemes for January 9th, 2023. And I'd definitely be willing to break a few laws with you. This is Booberry, Black Knight of the Mothman.
And all the way from way the hell over here on the Braft Coast, where we solved the population issue by not having boys and girls get together anymore. My name is Lavish. How you doing? How you doing? You doing good? I'm doing, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You know, how are you doing over there? I'm doing, man. I'm doing. I had one of those doing weeks, you know? So did I. So did I. It was a, it was a rough one. Rough week. Yeah, I had a, a snow plow trailer back up into my car at a red light. Uh, that was dumb. That's lame. Awful. And then Lightbright got stuck in that same intersection in the snow. <laughs> Brutal. Mm. Um, we don't have any uh, snow stuff over here, but we do have a lot of rain and wind and flooding. So just uh, the weather's a little out of the ordinary. Nothing too crazy. Nothing mm. like, but uh, yeah, it's been interesting to say the least. Uh, I do have a request right off the bat. Uh, anybody listening to this, you got some spare recovery karma. You could just direct that towards a friend of mine who um, suffered a stroke just completely out of the blue. Uh, oh, no. The past uh, week or so. Very sorry yeah. to hear that. Karma to him or her. They, uh, Yeah, they're in the process of recovering. They're back home now. Um, sounds like everything is going to be reversible with uh, treatment, medication, all that uh, sort of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, you know, just... Uh, if you think about it later this week, and you feel like you're swimming in excess karma <laughs> directed their way. Oh, excess health karma to all. There are a lot who need it right now. No doubt. Um, but uh, thankfully, we seem to be okay. We're here uh, every Monday night uh, doing behind the schemes. Yes, this is true. Um, oh, we did go to a con- uh, tattoo convention as well. That was the other big thing from this past week. Oh, yeah, I got some. I got some ink done, yo. Yes, I saw. It was very Saturnian. <laughs> so I asked. <laughs> I asked the guy. He's a San Antonio-based uh, tattoo artist. <laughs> uh-huh. And I was like, hey, I really enjoy this t- Saturn tattoo. Um, instead of, uh, I don't remember what. Oh. The original drawing had a moon, a little crescent moon in place where the cube was. And I told him, I was like, my guy, could you switch out this moon for a cube? And Mm -hmm. uh, I was like, a black cube. He's like, yeah, 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 no problem. I can do that. So he gets set up. uh, We go wander off to give him time and come back. He had the the drawing printed (laughs) and sitting on the table and... In place, the original drawing in place of the cube, he had inserted a black Q. And I was like, dude, you're going to get my ass beat. <laughs> Q. <laughs> I, can't, I can't just be walking around in public with a Q tattoo. Oh, no, 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 no. Especially because you aren't a Q guy. I'm not. <laughs> you are many things, but a Q guy, you are not. It reminds me of that, uh, the lyric from Pretty Fly for a White Guy. He, he wanted a, thir- a 31, but they drew a 13. Or, excuse Ooh. me, they, he wanted a 13, but they drew a 31. That's it. Ooh. Uh, ah. Lucky 31, as everyone knows. Yeah. The only other thing I have to report from this is I've used Saniderm for the first time. Uh, for those of you who are not into tattoos, typically they would just give you some cellophane. You would cover it uh, probably only for like the first four hours you can't keep a tattoo wet that's the problem when it stays wet that's when infection sets in and it'll just sit there and 
mm-hmm. eat up all of that f- freshly chewed up meat, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This guy is a product, I've heard of it, but I've never had the pleasure of trying it. It's called Saniderm, and it's a, th- it's a super thin, sticky, breathable bandage that you can put over uh, a wound. So it's mm-hmm. used for large cuts and stuff like that. And, yeah, uh, like medical cellophane, but like thinner and uh, a little more flexible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, like al- it allows it to breathe. It keeps it dry. So this will be the, um, the first time using it. Uh, it was pretty gross. I'm not going to lie, because uh, <laughs> I had had a little bit to drink the night before, so I was bleeding pretty profusely after it was all <laughs> said and done. And <laughs> oh man, I so. I had this huge sack of blood and plasma filling up. Uh, actually, I should have used a different image. In hindsight, this one's a little gross. But if you look in the show notes, you can actually see the outline of how big the little blood bubble was. And I went to go put on a jacket. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, I think I'm bleeding everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. You sprung a leak in your jacket. Uh, this is the price you pay for art. This is a, this is a great metaphor. Mm-hmm. For great beauty, you must endure great pain. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't painful. I just bled all over the carpet. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Here's At least a, it didn't hurt. Here's your pro tip for the week. You ever get blood on something and it's your own? Spit on it. Your spit will break down your blood. You know, spit on it is the solution for many things. There's a big spit theme going down for tonight. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh well, looks like a lot is going to be solved tonight. Then <laughs> spit it, spit it, spit it, <laughs> spit champ too. I know. Private browsing is calling me out for drinking before it's at. Listen, if you knew the day that I had before that day, listen. Anyways, drinking before a tattoo. I mean, I figure that that's just how everybody does it. I myself, you, you for per, for clarification, I have never gotten a tattoo, so I don't know anything about getting a tattoo. It's and, um, you want to make mean, you want to make sure that you eat. You want to make sure you keep your blood sugar high. You definitely do not want to drink the night before because alcohol is going to thin your blood, and it's just going to make you a little messier. Hmm. Okay. You never okay. want to use fragrance. In your soap, when you're washing it, uh, you want absolutely no filler, no not. You just want the antibacterial, keep it clean shit. Mm. Um, and the and the same goes for lotion. You're gonna want to keep it moisturized, uh, but you also absolutely absolutely do not use something with fragrance in it when it comes to the lotion as well. Right. Yeah. Because it'll contaminate. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, well, this all makes I, sense. I think, I think some of the uh, some of the chemicals will actually lift the ink out. I th- that might be a wives' tale, old wives' tale. I'm not sure. Yeah, but it could happen. It could happen. Yeah. You just want to go in as clean as possible. That makes sense. Which it just defies my entire idea of getting a tattoo. I figure most people when they get a tattoo, it's because they're drunk and they're like, "Ah, it's time. Let's go." <laughs> mm, maybe twenty, thirty years ago, it would be a little more prevalent, but. Uh, you know, people are so liable now. I, I do have one, a friend of mine who who has tattoos, he, he told me once, he said, if you see somebody with a, a crappy tattoo, it's an OG. You know, if, if you see someone older with like a really crappy tattoo, it means that they got it a long time ago because... Yeah, it's got some it's, mileage on it. Yeah, it's like hard to get a crummy tattoo now. Even the, even the worst tattoos have 
a certain amount of uh, artistic integrity, you know? There's a, there's a higher threshold these days than there used to be. Pizar high fives me with his uh, tattoo sleeved arm for uh, not having a tattoo. Oh man, it's uh, it's fun. Well, it's one of those things. Most people, I do know one individual. This was not the case, but most people, once you do it the one time, you realize that it is kind of got that exhilaration, sort of uh, adrenaline chase to it. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, yeah, you, you get, get hooked. One, you get, yeah, you, you get, get fucking hooked. Yeah, first hit's always free. <laughs> yep. The next thousand, not so much. Um, sweet. Many shops don't take you while you're drunk or bust, says private browsing. Oh, well, that that uh, yeah. makes sense, and given I, the information. Yes. Honestly, that would not be an artist that I would give serious uh, consideration of going to. <laughs> Somebody that's going to tattoo <laughs> someone else while they're drunk. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. And plus, you know, they're squirming, they chit-chatting, you got the blood flowing everywhere. I just can't imagine it's a good time for anyone involved. No, you know, you don't want to get someone else's blood on you. That's gross. Well, well I didn't say that. I didn't say Unless that. Unless it's a goat. Or it's somebody that you care about deeply, then you can cover me with your blood. But if it's a stranger, you know, maybe if they're really charismatic, then okay. But all right, maybe sixty-six percent of the time I would I would accept blood, but thirty-three percent of the time I would not. Well, yeah, I've said it before, man. I'm exiting the way that I wild card. <laughs> I'm exiting the same way I came in, naked and covered in blood, screaming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And hungry. <laughs> Very hungry, yes. Burnt me. <laughs> <laughs> we got a tarot card for tonight. Uh this one, again, jumped out of the deck while I was shuffling it. Uh, and it's a definite repeat. I, I do not remember which episode per se. Out of the Line Strider Tarot deck, we have drawn the reversed nine of wands. Mm-hmm. Also known as the wall card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, general key words, resilient, strength, wounded, but victorious, entrenched. The soldiers uh, returning weary and dreary and tired, and, and, uh, but uh, victorious. You know, they've, they've come from the great conquest. Yes. Uh, they, they've stood their ground, and they, they came out the other end. And uh, they may be exhausted, but they, they did a good job. Now this, so this is the upright meaning. I believe that it's reversed tonight, yes? That is correct. Yes, it is. We'll get on down. Now, for this card, uh, it features a, a fox, uh, a humanoid fox. She's a fox. Uh, an other kin, almost, uh, with a dagger, stockings, breeches, a tunic, armor. He's got a bandage, or she. Uh, they they have a bandage wrapped around their fox head, and they are using one of the wands as a walking stick with the rest of them, uh, which I could I could see that being um, maybe other members in, in your troop. The the way the wands are kind of um, encircling the fox on his behind side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and using the environment to your benefit, using nature... It's, uh, and then the ones representing the will as well, of course, just your sheer will. You're building a wall of your own self. 
but as far as it being reversed, it implies a need of gentleness either to yourself or others. Uh, <laughs> I, might, I may have put myself in a situation that's uh, not too far off from this <laughs> uh, this past week. Mm. I was not. Sometimes I wonder if the card gets drawn for the show or for the individual. You know, sometimes it's I. I don't know, man. But it does what it does. The cards say what they say. But uh, what was the uh, incident? Uh, I just <laughs> I I I made uh, preparations to meet some individuals at a location at a specific time, and then right as I was gearing to get out there after going through the rigmarole of getting everything set so that I could meet them, um, <laughs> they already got their tab, and I was like, "I'm leaving in five. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't be so. It's that, and it's happened uh, enough times beforehand that I just I got extra salty. Yeah, yeah. I may have it sucks when may when have made a, made a comment along the lines of, "Oh no, it's okay. He's just the help." <laughs> mm. Don't flake on the boobs, or don't uh, wait for him. If he's coming to your thing, just wait for him. Get get one drink with him. As a stagehand. I, I th- those nights like that are just as numerous as the stars in the night sky. Oh my! <laughs> as he looks into the spotlight, <laughs> send in the clouds. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, totally derailed the uh, reverse. Anyway. <laughs> reverse knight of wands let's embrace your abilities remember that kindness and weakness are not the same and you should show as much kindness as you can if you feel your physical mental or emotional strength is threatening it is uh it is important not to be hard on yourself none of us can be perfectly healthy all the time allow yourself to rely on someone else or something positive and always remember that your strength will return everything has a cycle i think uh we are I'm not getting all of the boost action coming through, and it's not showing up in the chat. You know, if Helipad's doing its thing. I'll have to come take a look at that here in a second. Uh, why don't you tell the people when and where and uh, all the fun stuff that they can find out about us? Well, we are a value-for-value value production, which means that uh, we don't have ads, we don't have any corporate sponsorship of any kind, which means that we are beholden to no one, and uh, we get to talk about whatever we want, and most importantly, nobody's in a position to censor us. And uh, all of the uh, value and all of the production that goes into the show comes from uh, people who listen to the show, people who are in our chat room and hashtag green room. If you are on an IRC uh, client, you can find us at irc.zeronode.net, and you can also find our show notes, which have links to just about everything that is involved in our world, our website, our chat room, uh, all of the show notes and all the references for what you're going to hear tonight, all the material, the tarot card, and all of that. You can find all of that at zososcorner.substack.com. And uh, check us out there. Yes, you can. It's a lot of fun building those show notes. Man, Indeed it is. I, it's, it's become a little bit of a, not a hobby because I don't do it enough, but... It's a lot of fun to go back through those notes and see all the videos that have been stricken down from YouTube. No, no longer able to watch them. Yes, there should be a wall somewhere of the fallen. Yep. Uh, 
Also, if you're having trouble listening on the Behind the Scheme stream, know that we are all live on the No Agenda stream as well, and we are also lit and CurioCaster if you are Podcasting 2.0 compliant. So uh, we do have uh, several ways that you can listen to us live. We, of course, are live every single night. Booberry and I prefer to do a live show as opposed to a pre-recorded show. It's much more fun that way. I mean, I'm not... I'll, I'll be a little dramatic when I say this. If we can't do the show live, I don't, like, there's no point. D- do you feel that way? Is that- I don't want to be dramatic, but if we can't do the show live, then you might as well just just draw and quarter me. Just go get a couple horses and tie my limbs up and just rip me into pieces. Oh, okay. So I'm very glad that you specifically referenced that. Because I had an idea based off of an interaction I had on the Fediverse. And what I propose is that we create the old yellow book. And what Which the, one? The old yellow book. The one with oh. all the phone numbers? No, 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 no. No, no, no. The old, the old yellow book would be like the red book where instead of making a prediction as to what happens... You write in the proposed punishments for what could happen. Oh, I like it. Yeah, you like, like a, that? Like a, like a Hammurabi's code in the making. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you'll, and um, I believe it's pronounced Old Yella. <laughs> old, old fella, Old Yella. Old, old Yellow Book. Old Yellow Book. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so if I... <laughs> Oh, there you go. Mm, nice, tasty, fresh goot for us. Servo says 6660 says via CurioCaster. Yes, and the uh, gals relaying the messages back. Oh. That's good to know. Nice. Yes. NetNet sent us a boob boost. Oh, uh, yeah. Very let's, nice. uh, let's go ahead and read off some of them boostograms, shall we? Shall we, schnooky? Uh, so, yeah, 6666 from Servo, and then, uh, 808, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, 1111 from Pitar, boosting the live tag through CurioCaster. Pitar. And then Pitar, oh, Pitar got a boost, but things weren't working, allegedly, I gotta fix that for him. (laughs) Ooh, KO. KO. Uh, ninety nine, ninety nine. That's putting the goat back together for Bully Steed, and she said, uh, "Up, uh, apply hops, stat beer." Are you yeah. a, are you a hop guy? Sure, to a degree. I will drink. I will drink uh, hops to get a job done. And if that job is getting drunk, then I'm doing my job. Uh, I, well, but you don't like them, like, just a tiny bit? What, what's your bitter profile? How bitter do you like your beer? Not bitter at all? I only like super bitter beer because I know it will get me drunk faster. You're an old school drinker. There's a couple. Uh, Surly Furious IPA, that's a local one. And then Bell's Two Hearted. I like that one a lot. Uh, Sierra Nevada's okay. not bad. Sierra um, Nevada is definitely the classic. I think that's like the first craft brewery of our of our time. I got a nice faction brewing here because you mentioned the hop. There's a hop on the can here. 
Here's a hop on every can of Faction Brewing. This is out of Alameda, California. Uh, vote meal, pale ale. Delicious. Delicious. So crack it now. And while you do that, I'm going to sew this goat back up for Bully Steed. Ooh. I want to pee on one of them. Well, you better go catch it. Was that a courtesy goat for Bully Steed? I don't... Or I, was that from a previous boost? That, I, that was the courteous, courtesy one for Bully Steed. I was making sure she was covered. Uh, and then we go back All into right, last let's week. Let's go. We like to give Dame B one, one goat. You get one goat, Dame B. No, 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 no. That's what that one was. Did I... Was it, was it a boost? I just sewed a goat back together to make sure Bully Steed got the goat that she was looking for. Okay. Okay. Uh, we had three, uh, three, excuse me, 333 from Alter underscore Rain through Fountain. He says, wrong. The Fourth Reich already exists. It's the D- uh, Democrat Neocon Pharmo Industrial Complex. Indeed. I don't, uh, I don't disagree. Uh, you for, it I, I would say you kind of you should have thrown in the 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 UN in there just to make sure all the bases were covered. But uh, yeah, let's the UN on top of it all. Well, uh, not all of it. And then I believe the nine thousand and one sets was the last one from Pitar uh, at the end of um, last week's episode. So we should all be caught up. Dank delicious. Well, thank you everybody for the boostograms. For anyone who doesn't know what a boostogram is, it's just a, a quick payment of uh, Bitcoin. And if you get a new podcast app, which you can find at nudepodcastapps.com, you can find one and, uh, and join the fun and slaughter some goats and boost some gimps. We've got all kinds of options for you. Yeah. Oh, man. I forgot to pull the clip. Damn it. Mitch had some really nice things to say about uh, BTS on this past podcast in 2.0 when he was on, and I, I was going to pull the clip for that. but and This being Mitch of uh, Podverse, which is uh, one of the finest uh, podcasting 2.0 compliant apps out there, if you want to check it out. Yep. Caster. Yeah, it's, um, we, we spend a lot of time dialing in the art for this, sh- for this show, and Podverse is... Uh, Podverse, I think, is one Podverse, of the reasons yeah. why we push so hard to get cool art. Indeed. Um, yeah, we just, you know, if 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 it if there exists an avenue, <laughs> well, <laughs> it ain't gonna plow itself. Mm. Uh, so yeah, nudepodcastapps.com. Delete your Spotify. Delete your Apple. Fuck them. You don't need them in your life. This no, is really crack. Cool. No, 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 no. Way, way cooler. And, uh, you know, there's a visual element. If you're into it, you know, a lot of people just listen to podcasts, of course, for the audio. But we provide a very visual uh, uh, thing, supplement, if you will, to the show that you can find through the app naturally. While you listen to the show, you have access to it. And then if you really want to go out and find it, you can also find it at zososcorner.substack.com. And all things else, uh, badradio.live. Indeed. Uh, oh, 16680 from NA Millennial. He said, updated Ooh. fountain, and they took my boost show button away. Now I have to boost an episode. Time for a nude podcast app. All 30 of these 
56 directed at shitty updates. Stay spooky, uh, boys. Just blast on the 556. I get you. I get you. Yeah, man. I've been having a lot of trouble with Fountain. Uh, I tried to boost two different shows today, and I couldn't boost either one of them through Fountain. They do. They do have a big update um, in the pipeline where they are trying to integrate the ability to refill your app, or excuse me, refill your Lightning Wallet in app with a credit card. And I, I can't imagine that's just a, a sort of a unplug and plug sort of reset. Oh yeah, they're always doing stuff, but I just, just let me. It's a, I mean, no, all love to them because the, the guy who's working on it is trying his best. I know, but there, there, it could be, it could be, you could have some fixes. I'm. I'm I, I think I think all of that's fine and well. I just, I'm still, I just so desperately am, am holding out for that live tag through Fountain. Well, of course, you think it's all fine and well because you don't use Fountain. I use Fountain, <laughs> and I know exactly how shitty it is, and I don't need anybody else to tell me. I'm telling you that it is. it needs work, so please, it cuts off my audio. I can't boost anything. Uh, it crashes all the time for no reason. Like, And I like Fountain uh, for all the other things. I like the clip, the clip ability. I like the UI. There are things about it that I do like. It is a very aesthetic UI. Yeah, it's very pretty. But uh but the dev is is he gets a little too creative, I think. Maybe is the question. But hey, what would I know about it, you know? It's not like I can make an app. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the jackass that uses it. <laughs> uh yeah. Nudepodcastapps.com, Fountain, Podverse, Curiocaster, and so many more are there at your fingertips. Uh just Whatever you do, don't use the Spotify. Glamorous. Yeah, the Spotify's, the Amazons, the nah. Just, just, just try it out. Just, just, just a taste. First one's free. Just, a, just a taste. This is crack. Glamorous, cool. Do a commercial. You're off the artistic roll call. Every word you say is suspect. You're a corporate whore. And uh, end of story. Put on your 3D glasses now. Every part of me honks. There's no part of me that doesn't honks. Spanking is a much more fitting punishment. Call a crackhead. Call a crackhead. Yeah, give us a call. Give us a call at 612. 612- Two six three seven nine nine nine, and see if Lorian uh, will uh, will do the the spanking for you. Mm. <laughs> Let's see if first caller wants to get spanked. Say mama 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 mama. Say mama 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 mama. Say mama 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 mama. Caller. Mm. Caller, I understand the code has been received, the eagle has landed, and takes off at midnight. Caller, I'm not very good at this, but I will, I will, attempt, I will attempt a callback. So, 
Here, you do it with me. Sumo, mo, 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 Excellent. Sudden death. Oh, dog, dog. Um. I think. Uh. Oh, did we get a text message? No, we did not. But you can also text that number six one two. Starting early tonight. Mm, pizza's <laughs> just pulling Oh, he's gonna he's gonna need some music. Double shaft. Oh, funny. When Peter come <laughs> boosting on the go. Oh, oh, ooh, he sorry. kills him all dead. <laughs> and when the good man comes across, ooh, he's gonna see the fireball fly. A lot of blood. Uh, thank you, Pizar, for pushing me only closer to my inevitable goals. Thank you, Pizar. We sacrifice these goats with the best of intentions. The best. It's the best. Bully Steve just boosted us a, a quadruple three saying, sweeps Pizar's mess. Bully <laughs> <laughs> Steve, please, you don't have to do that. That's not necessary. Bully see not the broom, the squeegee, the squeegee. Oh, got another broom. Oh. <laughs> it oh, just sticks. It's, it's in the bristles. You can literally just do that for a bit, and then the broom just stands up by itself. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, well, uh, we got this off to a great start. Lots of, lots of goats lying askew and strewn. I believe we should roll. Yeah, I think uh, I think private browsing is also correct. We do need more kazoo covers. <laughs> those are easy. We could actually just do those ourselves. <gasps> Shut up. You're right. Think about it. We could just fucking do our own kazoo covers of anything. Any. It's so easy. That's so easy. So fucking easy. So good luck, Spotify. Fucking getting us on that. Yeah. Oh. It's like a dick. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you could you could go out there and rate us, but I wouldn't. Would you rate me? I wouldn't rate me. <laughs> I'd rate me so hard. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do FBI, for a FBI? Open up. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, uh, what will it be? How about you? What do you think? Uh, some some funky dice like a twelve sided or uh, something like that. Twelve sided, eight sided, maybe. Uh, I could do an eight-sided. Let's do the 
eight sided. This would be the diamond dice. Die. Diamond. Okay. Diamond. Diamond. And uh, let's do. Ooh, closest to one. Closest to one will go seconds. Closest one to what? To the number one. To, to one. Closest to one. To one. To Closest one. To, the, to one. Okay, to one. I got you. To okay. one. Because there, okay. there can only be one. So the closest to one. Okay. To one? To one. Oh, God. I'm going to need to um, communicate with the chat. We need uh, input as to how to call this because my dice, uh, my die has landed perfectly upright. Perfectly upright. Perfectly upright. Well, if it were up to me, I'd say mulligan, but uh, we'll leave it up to the chat. The Uh chat will decide your fate. (laughs) Decide your fate, fate, fate. Good luck. The chat will decide your fate. I took a picture of it. <laughs> Servo says define upright. I'll send you a picture of upright right now. Yeah, it's a uh, swing. swing. <laughs> it, hit the, <laughs> it hit the roadcaster and got stuck in the cables. And now it's like caught up against the actual roadcaster wedged in there standing <laughs> upright. <laughs> I think the answer is yes, because it's next to the yes. <laughs> you have to include the Ouija into the process. Okay. Reroll, reroll, reroll. I was just so bizarre. Oh, wow. Damn. I got an eight. Oh, you got an eight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doesn't get much further from <laughs> the one. No, it doesn't. Well, I got a five. Okay. That's not bad. So, there you go. Yeah. Ooh, what are you going to do? So, I'll crack this puppy open. Let's roll. Crack open this old cold boy. Well. Yeah. Ooh. T- ah. Delicious. Ooh, delicious. So, I don't know if you've been checking it out. It's been peeping through here and there, but it's been quite quiet uh, on the media front about all of these protests going on all over the world. Uh, The protests have been going on, the heat of them have been going on for the better part of like a month or two. And... I think the winter just really brought out the worst of everyone and everything. And can it's I, been a cold, nasty winter. Can I ask a question just to clarify before we continue any further? Clarify away. You're not reading a bunch of headlines from, like, late fall 2019, are you? Oh! <laughs> oh! Oh! I remember. I remember how many protests there were going now. It was a lot. It, well, you're talking about... 2019, not 2020, when the real protests were going on. I mean, the slightly more real protests. Uh, Hong Kong, the uh, Yellow Vests. Exactly, exactly. Yes, uh, if anyone remembers, it was the free Hong Kong debacle because Hong Kong was finally fully nationalized once again by the Chinese Communist Party after being a sort of uh, a satellite of England for about 100 years. And mm-hmm. a city that was indeed founded by the English, or at least founded with the English. Um, the uh, the protests were heavy back then. You're absolutely right, and people don't really talk about those. 
and well, then 2020 hit. <laughs> we got a little distracted. Yeah, and then 2020 hit. So we got the COVID, and then all of the BLM riots, which were probably some of the most raucous riots that have hit the United States in a long time, probably in living memory. Very, very extreme. A lot of uh, violence and vandalism and craziness going on. The heat of that was for about two or three months, I would say. Let me tell you what. Them fires were hot. I know this because I was there. I saw it with my own eyes. I felt it with my own skin. That's right. Booberry was there. He was there. He, He knew George Floyd. You knew George Floyd. You guys were from Minneapolis. I gave him the twenty dollars. You gave him the twenty dollars, the fake twenty. <laughs> oh, Booberry's an influencer. You understand? He 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 knows where to be. He's got his finger on the pulse, and it just so happens that he was in Minneapolis when all of the BLM stuff was uh, starting with the with the murder George Floyd by the Minneapolis police department, uh, which then uh, went on for a little bit. And then we've had various little vaccine protests, but nothing too big because uh, the state is very much invested in that. There hasn't been a whole lot of uh, hullabaloo about that. But America is the only place, man. We're the only place that isn't out in the streets protesting the facts. Everybody else is. (laughs) Wow. (sighs) Look, if China's out there doing it and we aren't, we've got a problem. But... The big protest that's going on right now, at least the most topical one, is in Brazil, the beautiful, massive country of Brazil. Do you know what's going on over there? Do you know why they're protesting? Have you seen this? Have you heard it? I Have you, have you seen this? Have you I've heard, heard uh, very little, uh, or I've not paid too much to the stuff that I have heard. I haven't paid too much attention to it, no? Well, there's, uh, it's, it has to do with an election. And it has to do with uh, the new uh, communist president uh, getting into power. The old president, Bolsonaro, very uh, kind of well-known figure in U.S. media. They try to paint him all the time as this, this alt-right, far-right guy. He's from a military background. He's, you know, just a, your typical Latin conservative presidential figure. Uh, he has fled the country and gone to a country that is very easy to get into. Uh, called the United States. Oh. Uh, if you can please play Protest Brazil 1, Current Whereabouts. Uh, yes, yes, I can do that. Former Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro, who is currently in the United States, was just admitted to a hospital in Orlando for abdominal pain. Bolsonaro was stabbed in 2018 and frequently suffers pain in that area as a result. And this all comes after that violent mob of protesters loyal to him stormed the government's highest seats of power. Brazilian officials now vowing to protect democracy and punish the thousands of rioters who overran the country's Supreme Court, Congress, and Presidential Palace, calling for the newly inaugurated president to step down. The protesters claiming the election was stolen after the former president and an ally of Donald Trump spread the belief among his supporters. Director of the Brazil Initiative at Brown University, James Green, joining me now from Rio de Janeiro. So, James, hundreds of people apparently have been arrested now, right? Right. Right. They should have called it a big lie. They they kind of forgot that part. It's a big lie. Uh, <laughs> there's no reason it. to question the elections. <laughs> we 
which is always a thing. It's like people think the elections were corrupt, but of course those guys are idiots because elections are never corrupt. They never have been. And they never will be. Yeah, fucking losers. Fucking who would think that an election could be corrupt? Come on. I mean, let's get real. We're talking about children here. Um, no, this was a very close, close election. Uh, it was a 51 to 49% of the vote. 51% going to the communist Lula da Silva. And the 49% going to uh, Captain Bolsonaro. Uh, so the Brazilian citizens... We're not very happy with this president that's come in. By the way, this president, Lula da Silva, he, he's been president before, and he was put in jail because he was corrupt, because he was a seedy character. And then through various means or another, he was all acquitted of everything and, and absolved of everything and got to walk free, and they let him run for president again. And um, this guy has connections. Everybody keeps saying that Bolsonaro is friends with Trump, but nobody ever talks about how this guy, Lula da Silva, is long lifetime friends, or was lifetime friends, with Fidel Castro, among others. Um, which, it just amazes me that Fidel Castro gets a pass. Next year you're going to tell me that he's uh, fucking Justin's grand, uh, godfather. <laughs> Could be. Could be another one of Justin's daddies, if you know what I mean. hey Oh my. Oh my. I'm not trying to shame this guy. I'm just trying to make sure he stays educated. No, no, no. We don't shame anyone on the show. And we certainly don't kink shame anyone on the show. That would be ludicrous of us to do. <laughs> the only people we shame really are <laughs> losers. <laughs> losers. Possibly believe that elections could ever be messed with. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about literal children who yeah, think that elections could be fixed or, you know. I think the, I think the technical term is a troglodyte. Ah, uh, yes. Or maybe even a Luddite. Oh, someone who's yeah. just so behind the times, they reject, you know, we live in, it's 2023, Booberry. Yeah. Elections aren't corrupt anymore. Yeah. Why don't you stop scrolling Facebook when you're wiping your ass? And just read the New York Times on your iPad. Like, literally every day. It's a really good Britney Spears impression. I'm very impressed. <laughs> if I, I ever, know if I ever, that. if I ever unironically develop vocal fry i want you to gary webb me old yellow book submission complete <laughs> <laughs> the first crime and the first punishment has been noted in the book <laughs> how many packs you choke down a day I, I would imagine that you will get to that point one of one day right Isn't i know you, you remember that tom waits thing game on <laughs> The clock is ticking. See, the, the joke is we got we to gotta do it to each other. But that's my only condition. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't do that for free. Um, sorry, I charge. <laughs> uh, so anyway, they're, as I was saying about this guy, they're, they're going to constantly compare what just happened in Brazil to, to January 6th. To the unarmed fake insurrection which occurred at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, 2022. Uh, let's see what's going on. Brazil 2, what's going on? What's it like in Brazil right now? So I think the country was absolutely shocked yesterday to watch on TV 
the invasion of the three branches of the government and the tremendous destruction of property. It was really shocking because classical works of art of Brazil were destroyed by the people who entered the buildings and broke windows and destroyed property. It was very shocking. There is, I think, fear that this uh, kind of radicalization might continue in other parts of the country, that Bolsonaro supporters might mobilize people to do similar actions uh, in other states, including attacking oil refineries to disrupt the economy. Uh, and so the government is taking a very strong, harsh position, demanding uh, that there be investigations of all the people involved in the inv invasion and also people who financed the buses that took people to Brasilia. Mm, going after the, the companies. Oh, interesting. Well, there's so much there to dissect, dude. There's so much there. I mean, could you just play that again, and then we'll just kind of go through it bit by bit. What's it like in Brazil right now? So I think the country was absolutely shocked yesterday to watch on TV. You think they were absolutely shocked. Like, that's, you think they were paused, like, pauses. I think they were positively shocked. Very shocking. It's very, they're going to use all the same language from J6. Okay, please continue. So I think the country was absolutely shocked yesterday to watch on TV the invasion of the three branches of the government and the tremendous destruction of property. All the normal people are appalled by this behavior. The people that were there, the thousands upon thousands of people that actually went into the streets wearing the Brazil flag and and fighting with with armed police officers, they're just something else. They're not actual people. They're not actual citizens. Everybody who's truly a citizen was at home watching in horror yeah a good citizen <clears throat> remains at home glued to the tv indeed and they were shocked shocked i say shocked P uh positively shocked actually i think uh -huh, uh -huh. i think i think they were positively shocked i would argue <laughs> they were negatively shocked but you know whatever uh, please continue the invasion of the three branches of the government and the tremendous destruction of property. It was really shocking because classical really works shocking. of art of Brazil were destroyed by the people who entered the buildings. How classical many works of art? What many, a shame! How many pieces? Do you know? Do you have this number? Uh, not listed in the records. I'd like to see some evidence of this art being destroyed. Hmm. But even so, in the face of what it is that they're protesting, this guy's worried about windows and statues, and not about. The political or the the, the well being of a nation, <laughs> literal it, democracy <laughs> being dismantled. It's uh, God. I hate I hate democracy. I don't hate democracy, but I hate people's use of the word democracy because it's been it's been dirty, hairy, tainted. Please continue. And broke windows and destroyed property. It was very shocking. There is, I think, fear that this uh, kind of does he think radicalization might continue in other parts of the country that Bolsonaro supporters might mobilize people to do similar actions uh, in other states, including attacking oil refineries to disrupt pure the economy. Speculation, uh, and so the government is taking a very strong. Yeah. <laughs> conjecture, not conjunction, conjecture, not conjunction. Uh, so for your conjecture, well, they could, you never know. They could start blowing up uh, oil refineries. It's like, okay, but nobody <laughs> has. You're just fucking, you just made that up. Two more weeks, bro. Two and more also, weeks. oil. Oil being the uh, the little sneaky bastard in there. That oil is the most important thing. God forbid. The worst thing they could do is attack the oil boys. We that, must protect the oil boys. It kind of gave me vibes of the uh, m m electrical plants being attacked. Mm-hmm. 
going energy by the way is a major factor in a lot of these uh different uh protests oh yeah especially i can see that with the uh like the dutch ones too the Dutch, oh, the European ones in particular, I think energy is a big part. In France, they're having major protests, which I'll talk about in a minute, concerning the energy. Not only how the sector is weakened, so the workers take advantage of that in order to get better pay and benefits, things like that. Um, so, how did this all begin? Brazil 3, the election. So talk to us more about the new president, Lula da Silva. Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva was the president of Brazil from 2003 to 2010, two terms. Uh, he then uh, was charged with crimes with uh, involved in corruption. He served 580 days in prison. And then later when released, it was determined that the prosecuting attorney and the judge overseeing the case were in collusion. And the Supreme Court evacuated all of the charges against him. And so he was then able to run for president. Was elected. They, I'm sorry, they evacuated the charges? They, yeah, they absolved him. So he, he funnied his way out of court. I mean, it's a totally fucking insider corrupt thing. And if we're really going to go there, which I'd love to, this guy's a CIA asset. He's, he's put in place by whatever, the communist fucking super globalist state, whatever. This guy has the right friends in the right places. And that's why this guy's installed. This is, this is a typical fucking, this whole thing has the CIA's fingerprints all over it. Just like J6 itself. Uh, we'll continue. I backed it up a little bit. And right. the Supreme Court evacuated all of the charges against him. And so he was then able to run for president, was elected 51% to Bolsonaro's 49%. Uh, it's a very close call, 1.8% difference between the two candidates, 2 million votes. But before the elections even took place, following Trump's playbook, Bolsonaro insisted that the elections would be fraudulent, that the voting machines, the electronic voting machines were not reliable. And then so started the, the big lie in Brazil similar to Trump's big lie in the United States, <laughs> mobilizing, therefore, his supporters to think that he was actually fairly elected president and that the current government of Luis Inácio Lula da Silva is illegitimate. Comparing it all to Trump, it's all Trump. Somehow they blame this on Trump because like, they just have to blame everything on fucking Trump. <laughs> I, I have a question that's not necessarily related to this particular comment, so we don't have to, or this uh, thread. So we don't have to dwell on it, but what could you imagine people would have filled the past six years of their lives up with if it had not been for Trump? Uh, it would have, honestly, I think it would have just been the same boring thing that it was before. The, the 20, if you watch news in 2013, it's very like dry and mm. very just like, oh, this is. There's the, the modicum of like decency, which, which is what the political establishment hides behind like, like a, a lead shield. It, it, Trump is a piece of shit because he's unseemly and because he's loud and because he's brass, brash, excuse me. Uh, Obama, you know, he's a fucking psychopath. He's a killer. He's fucking drone kids, but it doesn't matter because, you know, he's gotten hot dogs and pizza from Chicago and hangs out and... In, in basements, but it doesn't matter because he's just so darn nice and clean and like fucking proper <laughs> when he gives speeches. Obama As, Obama climbed into the back of that limousine and the guy back there was like, This is crack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Glamorous. Fucking, 
chain smoking, power hungry, CIA asset, oil, fuck, just from like oil money, just the fakest fucking guy ever. Nobody knows. Everybody thinks he's just some self-made fucking. It's just such a. It's all a lie, but it's so well done. The PR is so effective. They're so good at creating a public persona for somebody with their public persona is the total opposite of who they really are. It doesn't matter. Well, I can, (laughs) the only thing I have to say about PR is look, everybody wants to be cool. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, but please, uh, back to Brazil specifically. So to Brazil's point there, and the, what also makes this insulting is, you know, where have we tampered with elections more? Mm. Uh, the United States government than South America in general. South America is our plaything, and it always has been. And there hasn't been a single nation on that continent that has been spared from the CIA's wrath. From some fucking installed dictatorship here or there, or fucking banana republics, or whatever, whatever you want to think of, we've done it there. So for them to assume that this election is squeaky clean is, of course, ludicrous. Nobody in their right mind with a working brain would ever just assume that a Brazilian election would be squeaky clean. There's no way. This is the, this is the most CIA thing you can think of, is doing this shit. And then what makes it worse, of course, is how the media is responding to it. All they can do is compare this to Trump, which means you know that there's a fix. You know that there's a cover-up. These people are fucking trying to, uh, to to just use the same formula. I mean, it's a formula. They're using the same playbook that they used with us with J6, and it's working on the American people is really all they got to convince, because this is just the American media that we're talking about. But actually, um, you're starting to sound like a conspiracy theorist. Actually. Ugh. Ugh. Stupid! Yeah. You're so stupid! As Bully Steed says, this is an installation. Ooh. And, and it's true. They installed this guy for <laughs> show. These installations, I swear, were fair and clean. Those mail-in ballots came from real people. Real mail. Let's uh, just see one more time. Just nail on the, the nail in the coffin here. Hit, hitting the nail in the coffin. Brazil, Brazil for Trump's fault. So, uh, James, do we know if there was any type of communication between our former President Trump and Bolsonaro? We know that they had a tight relationship. So we know that they might have talked. Uh, is it possible? <laughs> do we know? Is it even out there that do they... Do we know if they talked? <laughs> is it do even, they talk? Is it even out there? Is that real? Do we have the links? Am I literally just pulling this out of my ass? Or, like, did it happen? I'm just saying it on the news because, you know, it's just purely coming off the top of my head. I'm just I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. Uh, is it possible? Do we know? Is it even out there that they had been in communication that possibly <laughs> uh, Trump might have been supporting uh, supporters of Bolsonaro? He might have been supporting. We don't supporters. know details at this point, but I think it's highly likely that kind of conversation. We took don't know place. anything, but yes. Originally, there was a possibility that Bolsonaro would even stay at Marlago, but he ended up being offered a place by a Brazilian wrestler who's retired, is in Florida. Oh, wait, 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 wait! A Brazilian wrestler. You know who else was into wrestling? We know who the greatest heel of all time was. Is Donald Trump, of course. Yep. Just another little uh, 
added added seasoning. How about that one? A little wrestling bit in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew you'd like that. I knew you'd like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being offered a place by a Brazilian wrestler who's retired is in Florida. Um, his sons are in close contact with Steve Bannon and the far right in the United States. The far and right. And so I think it's highly possible oh, that possibly. there was some way in which Bolsonaro was involved in directing the insurgency, the, the attempted coup from the United States. And I think was in Orlando pre- precisely for um, a way to, to uh, uh, credible deniability that he was involved. I just heard that he has been uh, with summit problems. He's in, in the hospital. And I, I don't know what that really is. It's possible that these are repercussions from the stabbing that took place four years ago during the electoral campaign. It also could be a, need, a very successful excuse to remain out of the eye, to not be uh, seen by the jur- journalists, by the public. We don't know. Well, clearly, it's a story that surprised us. <laughs> oh, clearly. We don't know, but clearly. <laughs> Who knew that this thing that we all compared to this one thing that just happened would come up? Who knew? Who knew? Uh, so basically, there, there, was, you- there, was, there was a little more there. Well, clearly, <laughs> it's a story that surprised us. We will continue to follow it, and it definitely echoes so many similarities of what we went through. Same time frame, uh, oh, James, wow. uh, when we experienced oh, wow. our insurrection uh, on, on January 6th. Uh, the, the irony is, is chilling. Oh, chilling. Chilling. Ir- the irony. Isn't that ironic? Uh, so ironic. Clearly, we think. Possibly. So that, what they said, they said all that stuff, and they ended it with, well, but we don't actually know. Because they didn't. That's what they started and ended it with. It was a shit sandwich. Well, we don't know anything, but they might be talking. They might be hanging out with Steve Bannon. They might be hanging out with the alt-right. They maybe were going to go to Mar-a-Lago, even though he did not. And this guy, they're blaming him for this thing that just happened in Brazil, but he's sitting in a fucking hospital in Orlando, Florida right now. <laughs> like, what? What? He wasn't even in the country. This guy's thousands of miles away, and they still just cannot help themselves. They still make the connection because it's just so fucking easy. It's so easy, man. It it quite honestly writes itself. It does write itself. They do write it themselves. So in the show notes, I've got some pictures of this uh, new president, this Lula. I've got a, a mugshot of him when he was arrested once. I got him hanging out with his buddy Fidel Castro. They say, I want, no one else is saying, you know, did Lula have any contact with Fidel Castro, the guy who's responsible for starving his nation for 30 years, for, for causing mass executions, for keeping this little island nation stuck in a time capsule, starved, impoverished? But no, Trump is worse because Trump, you know, said Rosie O'Donnell was a, was a hog. Okay. That, but that's justice. Yeah, I guess that's just it. Trump is always worse, no matter what. Especially in the face of actual evil people who have committed massive crimes against humanity. Which was the the stage that he was on as president, when he was president. He was always standing next to these old, big-time fucking politicians. I mean, running against Hillary Clinton, you know? It's like, well, Hillary Clinton's got the record, man. (laughs) She's done a lot of harm to a lot of people. Uh, But no, it doesn't matter. Because uh, uh, Trump's fat. Also, aside from Brazil burning, did you know that China is burning? We had our friend on uh, last week. We had a great panel last week, by the way. Oh yes, uh, with uh, Dad, Cool Boy, Mew, and Ricky. That was a, that was a really fun time. Uh, I think we should do it again. Yes, yes. Uh, if anyone is 
has any interest in listening to that, it's episode 133. It was just last week's show. And uh, Ricky was talking about how he had lived in China and was trying to get back to China because he liked it so darn much. And he happened to mention in passing that China is experiencing protests on a scale that they haven't seen in our lifetime. Uh, the people are rioting in the streets all over China in response to their Chinese style lockdowns. Uh, <laughs> the communist party is attempting to enforce on just an insane amount of people. I mean, come on, they're trying to like have an iron grip on over a billion people over a massive, massive span of land. And it kind of makes sense why it didn't work. And it's just a testament to China's, I think, reputation. People just assume that, that the Chinese public will kowtow mm-hmm. and will, will just do whatever the government says. But they actually reached a breaking point. Um, if you could play China 1, push to the brink. Yes, uh, I can do that. People across China are not happy, and their anger exploded on the streets for several days. From residents fed up with lockdowns in far west China, to students at prestigious universities in Beijing. Nearly three years into the pandemic, protesters from different walks of life have been pushed to the brink, amid strict COVID controls that have hurt livelihoods and stifled the economy. So it's not just COVID, it's also... As uh, Bully Steed rightfully mentions in the chat, food insecurity, uh, it's a lot of things because China has a central economy. They have a planned economy. The United States doesn't have to deal with the same problems China does because our our general way of life and economy isn't uh, controlled on that level. But these guys can say, well, we think there should be only so many uh, pig farms and so many chickens and so many this and that, and we're going to just nationalize, destroy whatever we don't think is uh, conducive to our plan or conducive to, to what we think people need or, or what our experts have come up with, which is very reminiscent of Stalin's uh, starvation of Ukraine uh, and uh, that, whole, that whole scenario that happened after World War II. When uh, he, but I thought know. we liked Stalin. Oh, great guy. What, what a mustache. So cool. <laughs> Obviously, is one of the more fascinating characters at the time, while being supremely evil. But yeah. This seems to be just, a, the, again, a playbook. Uh, something in the playbook for the communists is they, they overplay their hand. They think that they're doing the right thing, or maybe they aren't. Maybe they're just doing politics, and the people actually aren't really in consideration at all for what comes down the pipeline. But they fuck things up, and a lot of people starve to death or don't have power or don't have amenities, don't have basic things, or even just luxuries. People don't have access to certain luxuries. And I believe that the Chinese public, especially in the cities, have grown used to a certain standard of living. I mean, they must be experiencing, from their perspective, a golden age, um, are living in a golden age, much like the United States went through in the 60s and 70s. Uh, into the into the early 70s. And then 72 is where things get fucking weird. Uh, allegedly, all of this, or at least one of the major protests, uh, sparked from that apartment fire. This is what's being told to us. If you play China 2, how it happened. 
The anger was sparked by a fire in an apartment building on Thursday in Urumqi, capital of the northwestern region of Xinjiang, where officials said 10 people died. The next day, residents upset by the deadly fire took their frustrations to the streets, having also struggled with lockdowns for more than three months. They said COVID restrictions like barriers had delayed rescuers. Officials said parked cars got in the way of moving more quickly. On Saturday, in a show of solidarity, people in Shanghai held a vigil to mourn victims of the fire. By the evening, larger groups began gathering on a road named after Urumqi, which became a center of protests that followed in the next few days. As the demonstrations expanded, a call for change became louder. The China's strict pandemic measures be rolled back. So I can see that happening. You have a bunch of people coming together for like a vigil. And then things get heated and uh, grow grow out of hand. Yep. You can see that. We'll, we'll finish up with things get political. China 3. By Sunday, as protests spread to other major cities, some of the demands turned political and pointed directly at President Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping! Stop Stop Xi Jinping! Do you hear that? What they were saying? Uh, let me, uh, well, I, I did the ISO for you. There's an ISO there that I put in there. Uh, ISO, uh, Xi Jinping. Suck it. Oh, sorry. Stepped on you there. That's okay. Xi Jinping! Stop it! Should make that a boost. I think so. Got that ISO for you. Xi Jinping, suck it. I don't know if that's actually what they're saying, but that's definitely what they're saying to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, Xi Jinping, it. suck it. So that's China. China is is going through some uh, intense stuff. We got some pictures again in the show notes. Those those corner.substack.com. Also, Iran, Iran, Iran is burning. Blood runs in the streets. So far, at least 500 people have been killed or executed in the last couple months. Wow. And almost 2,000 people, over 2,000 people have been arrested. Um, please play Protest 1, Iran 1, many dead. Uh, we are, meanwhile, learning more about the extent of the anti-government protests in Iran that have just rocked that country for months. So far, at least 516 protesters have been killed, over 19,000 people arrested. That's according to human rights groups monitoring that situation. Meanwhile, we have learned this morning that Iran just released one actress from jail, uh, Tiranay Aldusti, who starred in the 2016 film The Salesman. Uh, she was released three weeks after she was arrested for criticizing a crackdown of the protests. Those clashes, though, have been happening since mid-September, when 22-year-old Masa Amini was killed after an arrest by the country's morality police for a dress code violation. Oh, yes, the morality police. Yes, the situation involving uh, the, uh, the hijab, I believe. Uh, there was, uh, you know, a very fundamental reaction to... So, you know, they're trying to crack down. They're trying to be very strict, very religious. And there's a lot of tension there. And people have apparently protested. And they've, they've made themselves visible in the streets. And the government is, is reacting in the most totalitarian way that you probably could in the modern age. I mean, a truly violent state. 
they are arresting and executing people left and right. Most of them are young people. Uh, a lot of people, you know, teenagers and, and people in their early 20s. There's a lot of um, actual back and forth uh, gunfire. Uh, there, there, there's, you know, police and things like that that are getting killed. So there's, there's people dying on both sides. It's it's pretty it's pretty ruthless. It's crazy, man. My my, my social sesame feeds are just inundated incessantly with this information. I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you didn't even hear anything about this. Nobody knows a thing about this. Nobody knows a thing about a lot. Most people do not know a thing about all of these protests that we've brought up tonight. Uh, but the Iran one is the most obscure, and it's the most intense and extreme. They're, talk, they're talking, everybody's talking about them going over and breaking some windows at the Brazilian Congress. Who gives a shit? People are fucking being executed in the streets in Iran, and nobody is talking about it. Oh, boy. That's why we don't trust the news around here, people. Just fucking not doing it for me. Not doing it for me. Uh, and you can find a little more info on that. I've got some articles in the show notes. And then finally, France, which is literally always burning. France is probably the uh, the Disneyland of protests. <laughs> <laughs> Would you agree with me, Booberry? Not an advertisement. No, no, and we're gonna we're gonna bleep that out. But France, you know, they they uh <laughs> Steed, she says about it, the Iran coverage. That's just the way Israel likes it. I like it. I like it. Uh oh, I like this though. Bully Steed writes in the chat, high rises along the Pearl River, but yet the interiors that feed the people are neglected. China was importing women from other countries to keep farmers in the land. Uh after the disaster one child policy that produced more boys. And then the females left to work at Foxconn and factories. That's right. Uh, for anyone who isn't aware, the Chinese did have a ridiculous one-child policy for a very long time, which ultimately led to, like, really sad... I don't know, it's really depressing to even talk about, but they would just, like, if you had a girl, you'd get rid of her. One way or another. It's a good old, good old neocon ploy for you. I believe it was George Bush... Satan himself uh, that helped push <laughs> along that eugenicist program. Let's be let's be quite frank here. That is eugenics. Mm, eugenics, plain and simple. But it only matters. It's only called eugenics if a German who's shouting is doing it. Otherwise, it's just progress. Uh, Nam says, "I like my women like I like my beer." Imported. Well. <laughs> I can tell you from experience and from evidence that Hunter Biden likes them a uh, domesticated foreigner. I don't, uh, um, hmm. I might have to consult. I might have to consult with someone on that. I don't know if that one's allowed. Oh, well, it, uh, hopefully it is because I did a whole episode on it uh, a couple months ago. Remember Shit. that? Remember the, the, uh, Hunter Biden with his cousin, uh, doing the prostitution stuff. Oh, yeah. Delicious. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, you can find all those texts and images there. I forget exactly which episode it was, but it's back there somewhere. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about France. France won energy protest. Uh, 
Fed up and angry, transport and energy sector workers led a demonstration in Paris to call for higher wages. Among them were oil refinery staff who've been on strike for a month. The standoff with their bosses at Total Energy has caused a fuel shortage in the country. The French government's attempt to end the blockade by forcing staff back to work or face penalties has inflamed tensions. I have a question. <laughs> Isn't forcing people back to work? What is that? It's called something else, isn't it? Uh, it's uh, going back to work is like a fact, right? You gotta like it's a fact that you have to work, right? But if you, so, if they're, I think if they force facts on you, it's like a factsism, facts, facts, factsism, facts, factsism. I fax-ism. think is what it's called. Interesting, yeah. interesting. Where they force you to work, where the corporate interests are the ones ruling the government, and if you don't do that and you don't have the debt slavery then one half of the other party can come in and arrest you yeah <laughs> oh and those are the facts <laughs> that faxism got it yeah yeah <laughs> It's terrible. Rather than doing that, they should force companies to hand over their large profits to social organizations. Macron is like Thatcher. It's a policy of the bosses stuffing their faces while the workers are allowed crumbs, but we don't even get the crumbs. Mm. Somebody, somebody should go seize those means. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed, this this is always the they're always constantly trying to seize all these means. Oh man, there's a lot going on. See, France is uh, it's from a it's fun when they protest because France obviously is like beautiful and nice. Iran, uh, on the other hand, you know you see pictures of like Tehran from the seventies, and there are women walking around in sundresses with their hair down. And then now, you get killed if you do that. <laughs> so, yeah, there some places need to protest a little more than others, but regardless, everyone's protesting. Everybody is protesting. <laughs> Except us. <laughs> May I remind you, that was my original thesis. Everybody's protesting, except us. What do we have to protest about? Everything's great. Everything's gravy, baby. We had a purely... Not fishy at all election. It was wholesome. With an incredibly popular president. Some of the greatest. Definitely. Maybe the greatest president and the greatest Congress people. Oh my God. I propose. The greatest Speaker of the House in the history of the United States just retired. You know what I mean? I propose we knock down Mount Rushmore and uh, carve in a new statue into the side of the mountain and have uh, it be. Biden climbing the stairs up into Air Force One. (laughs) Right into the mountainside. Biden falling up and uh, President Ford falling down. (laughs) I hate this place. Nothing works here. I've been here seven years. The medication don't work. You know, people don't remember Gerald Ford like they used to. They used to be all about Gerald Ford. That was, that was Chevy Chase's gag for the longest time. That was a shtick. That helped make him a star on SNL. SNL was built on the, on the, the, the heads of Gerald Ford jokes. But no, 
completely lost the sands of time now. Except to those of us who who fucking like a little history every now and again. Yeah, that's what we like classic, to get yes into. No. <clears throat> yeah. Nobody studies the history. Oh, yeah. No, no pukesters in the aisles to the left of me. And no pukesters to the right. Mm, didn't need them then. Don't need them now. Mm-mm. Oh, that was the worst one I've, I've ever done so far. <laughs> I heard someone. I saw a documentary and it's just so many people. They just do them so well. Everybody has one, but some people just do it so spot on. It just depends on how many things I've smoked in the mm. day. Uh, today, unfortunately, I've smoked very little. So that is my take on the various protests, and there are other protests going on all over. I'm pretty sure if you just punch in the name of a country and protest into any search engine, you'll find something. But you won't hear about it on the TV. <laughs> is that how the is that how the CIA <laughs> does these? It's like, oh, we're going to punch in the location, hit protest, enter, go. <laughs> the answer is yes, that is how Google works. <laughs> 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 Hi, Dave. You say that's how the CIA works? Yes, that is how Google works. Hi, Dave. What country would you like to overthrow today? Hello, Dave. Hello. <laughs> I believe it's time for an insurrection, Dave. Would you oh, like goodness. some eggs with your coup, Dave? Uh, so that's it on protest. I also, uh, just to, before I part for the evening and we go to intermission, I would like to bring up something else that I found, which I thought concerned you quite a bit. And I, I told you about it. I recently started playing a, a video game called Fallout 76. Yes, yes, I'm aware. Fallout 76 being a part of the very well-known Fallout franchise. Uh, Fallout 76 being the online game, which when it was first released was beset by bugs and all kinds of nasty things. And uh, indeed had a very nasty reputation for a long time. But as is the case with many of these online games when they're first released... After they have a couple of years to sort out everything and iron out the, the crinkles, uh, the game ends up actually being very enjoyable. And so I've been enjoying it. This game is set in the post-nuclear apocalypse of West Virginia, which, as I understand it, you are familiar with. Yes, I know a thing or two. You do indeed. Uh, Booberry the Mothman here, uh, I believe, is familiar with a town that has been recreated in the game, the town of Point Pleasant, uh-huh, West yeah. Virginia. <laughs> and that's right for anyone who isn't familiar the town of point pleasant west virginia is the alleged uh home of the mothman yes the one and only mothman. the mothman yes uh we have the mothman represented in a very large way in the game which i had to i had to show you uh there's a whole cult in the game that lives in the ruins of Point Pleasant and worships the Mothman as a god. Uh, they sacrifice people to the Mothman, uh, and when they die, they're literally like, ah, finally, I can go to the light. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm very excited about this. The motherfucking... <laughs> Mothman, fuck yeah. Fucking Mothman, fuck yeah. Fuck, fuck yeah, yeah, Mothman. It's fucking awesome. Even even Bethesda can't deny the, the wonderment of the Mothman. 
in uh, the show notes, we have pictures. I've got uh, pictures from the game, and then I also have some accompanying pictures from the actual town of Point Pleasant itself. So they have the statue, and then in the game, they've got all the weird cult shit, which uh, is fun. And then it turns out that they actually have a creature called the Mothman in the game, which I ran into in the wild, and it kicked my ass. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounded... Uh... <laughs> You know what it sounded like? I'm Mr. Mothman. I'm a Mothman. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> How did you find that clip of me playing that? Dude? Oh, my God. The Mothman comes out of nowhere and grabs you. <laughs> he did come out of nowhere. <laughs> I, I was on the other side of like a cliff, and I saw this thing through a sniper rifle, and I shot it, and it just fucking like evaporated and then appeared next to me. In a split second, it was like, oh, you fucked up now. Yeah. You fucked up now, boy. <laughs> oh, you done it now. No, oh. It's an NPC cult, by the way, Servo. So it is a, it's a, it's a, a cult that is actually designed in the game. Uh, and it's not like people that are pretending to be in the cult. Although I imagine might, uh, that might exist. I hope it does. Hmm. Oh, it certainly does. It has to. Uh, if you go to the... I've sent you a collection of, uh, of one-liners from the various cult members of the Mothman cult. Uh, you Feel free to just uh, play whichever one you like. What hope do you have against the divine power of the Mothman? Oh my god. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> he is our shepherd, guiding us through the darkness to his divine light. Oh my god. Holy Mothman, grant me strength! <laughs> the Mothman comes out of nowhere and grabs you. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. <laughs> I fear nothing! The Mothman is with me! <laughs> I lived only for you, Holy Mothman! Uh, I'm... Gonna have to go uh, take a moment. Holy Mothman, I will slay this unbeliever in your name! This is why I did this before the intermission. I knew you'd need a little moment for yourself uh -oh, after God. hearing all this. I think that's how, how the Mothman comes. Mothman, yeah. hear my prayer. Keep us safe from the dangers of beasts and men. His eyes burn like fires in the night, and no enemy will escape his sight. His enemies cannot hide. His foes cannot escape. All will face the Mothman's judgment. Wow. Glamorous. <laughs> ah, oh, holy Mothman, shepherd me to the light. <laughs> cool. <laughs> holy Mothman, take me to divine light. Oh, God damn it. This is... Holy Mothman, oh, take me. And this, here, here we go. That's, uh... <laughs> here's the last one. Holy Mothman, bear witness as I carry out your will! It's hot stuff, right? I'm Mr. Mothman. That's amazing. I'm so, so incredibly <laughs> excited about all of this. Yeah, that was just a, a lavish selection from... Maybe 25 or 26 minutes of just straight audio of shit like that. Wow. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted to pick out the juiciest ones, some of the juiciest ones. And then if you notice, some of them are what they do when they die. When you kill them, they'll say shit like, take me to the light, Mothman, as they die. Which is just 
you know how fucking much this tickled me when I discovered this? Uh, I was like, no way. <laughs> I'm I'm positively beaming at the moment. This is yeah. so good. These diamonds, are, these, baby. These are double diamond, double diamond ISOs. When we when we eventually create uh, the ISO index and we can do ratings for rarity of ISOs, this is this is double diamond tier. This is double diamond purple ultra rare tier. Hollow foils. Yeah. Yeah. Truffle oil. Gorgeous. Oh, I didn't know these were printed in truffle oil. Great. It's amazing what they can do with these printers these days. It's delightful. <laughs> <laughs> I fear nothing. The Mothman is with me. <sighs> do it, honk. It, Every part wait. of me honks. There's not a part of me that doesn't honk. That, that's, I'm, I'm, that's my clussy... That's my classy karma to you, my oh. friend. <laughs> <laughs> I can always take a little classy karma. <sighs> oh, yeah. Hit me with the prayer to the Mothman one more time. Prayer to the Mothman. Mothman, hear my prayer. Keep us safe from the dangers of beasts and men. His eyes burn like fires in the night, and no enemy will escape his sight. Yeah. His enemies cannot hide. His foes cannot escape. All will face the Mothman's judgment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, come on. That's so good. That's uh, so good. <laughs> for you, Mothman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah. I definitely need a cigarette after all of that. That's uh. Thank yeah, you. I Thanks, bet you're just blushing see. from ear to ear. Yes, that's that. I very much greatly appreciate that. <laughs> uh, we, we got to get Delorean to do the prayer to the Mothman. Okay. Triple diamonds. Triple quadruple diamonds. Uh, and Spencer, while scream out! Scream out! Scream out! <laughs> Scream out! Oh god, I gotta go uh, uh. immediately. <laughs> eject! Eject! Ow! 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 It's uh, it's Monday. You know, yeah. well, that's what it be. It's a Monday. Off man of the psychedelic uh, turntables and uh, lavish, where he probably has some wind and some rain. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So do you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, scream. Uh, yeah, the other day, uh, so a co-worker comes in, and it's a normal thing. I get there a little bit before he does, because I oversee that stuff. And uh, and uh, then he, he shows up on, and whatnot, and you know, like 10 minutes in or something, and then he mentions the fact he's like, he's like, so I couldn't taste. XYZ that he brought in, some food or whatever. I'm just like, uh, you know, great. So, uh, he's like, I could taste the, there's some, somebody brought in some two month old Halloween candy. He said he could taste something, but then he, he could taste one thing, but then he couldn't taste the food that he brought in. Anyway, so I'm just like, ah, man, you know, like, now I got the old this. So I go tell the office and, um, they're contracted out kind of deal or whatever. So, I don't know what the rules are and stuff. So I call them like, Hey, you know, what should we do? Blah, blah, blah. I ended up sending them home and they'll figure that out. But, uh, anyway, like, but after he's telling me this, 
he's also like, hey, you know, and then my, like my, he's like, my nose is running a little bit, but I don't know if it's just that's because like the weather that we've been having. And like, then he's like, I notice that he touches his nose with his finger and then like, I'm sure touched to whatever, you know, I'm just like, ah, like, dude, you know, like you might lose work and all that sort of stuff. And then you don't know if you got the, you know, the coup or whatever. And then like, I don't know, just be cognizant, man. Like, you know, even like pre all the garbage, like, you know, you're sick. Don't be like touching, touching her nose and then like other stuff. So, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah. So anyway, you know, then I bathed my south and hand sanitizer, not, but, uh, didn't do that, but just wipe down door handles and stuff I knew we had touched and and whatnot. So, because you know, I just don't want to get sick or whatever. You know. All right, well, I love you guys. Enjoying the show. I mean, I'm sure I will after I listen to it, but you know, preemptively say I enjoyed the show. And uh, yeah, stay dangerous. And you know, whether there's a light flashing in your face or there's not right now, say kaka. <laughs> the red light strobes. Moonlight strobes call, color. <laughs> I guess it's not bad practice to to wash your hands. No, basic sanitation is always good, you know. We we don't have to be conspiracy theorists to agree with that. There yeah. was that one guy that never took a shower, and then he took a shower, and then he passed away like a week later. So I don't know. Did he? Did he? Was he in the shower for a whole week? Because that'll kill you. No, I, I don't believe so. <laughs> oh. You like erode your chest away, you know? Ew. Everybody like... here is getting sick. No, I'm not going to talk about eroding the chest. I can't. I have to move on from that. I'm sorry. I should have never even said it. Um, everybody's getting sick here in California and soft, soft, S-O-F-T, California. Everybody's getting sick because it is raining like hell. It's cold. It's wet. And... uh People just aren't used to that anymore. <laughs> it used to be like, when I was a kid, it used to rain like this all the time, but it hasn't rained like this for like 10 years. So, and uh, of course, uh, you know, everybody's uh, suddenly dropping and, and getting ill and getting weird stuff. And who knows what that could be attributed to? You know what I mean? They say yeah. that it might be the uh, global warming. Probably. Probably is. Good chance. Good chance. Good chance. Light, very likely. Experts, a light chance experts of, say yes. Yes, a, a light, light chance of yes. Yes. Uh, we did have a text message come through. Um, what do you think? What do you think Texter meant by this? Ron Jeremy touched me. That's the text? That's the text. Lucky. <laughs> Well, Did he touch you with his massive hog? <laughs> Redonkulous. Uh, ooh, we got a Redonkulous from Seabrook. 112. Send us 938 sets. Lightning, 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 lightning via CurioCaster. Damn straight. Mm. Thanks, Seabrook. I would, just, I, would, I, I, have a, I would just like to point out that those six... Alex Jones, I says, thank you, Mike, uh, for sending those. And the six Jim Jordans, that's that's what that's what's at the core of IRC cacophony or IR cacophony. Hell yeah, uh, IR those, caco- yeah, it's like zoology. Yeah, the, those, those are the original, the OG 
Indeed. Um. Jim Jones started it all. He always has. He always will. And Texter, uh, same Texter, uh, had a follow-up. What do you think Texter meant by this? And I liked it. His massive hog? I, first message, Ron Jeremy touched me. Second message, and I liked it. Well, good. <laughs> yeah. My thoughts exactly. <laughs> Sounds like you were wearing your oo-woo to toilet that day. <laughs> That's too deep. It's hard. Grizzled and tired. Nah, what's that number? 612-2637. Texter, what are you coming in? More details have dropped. Breaking news. Does drinking margaritas and listening to Katy Perry make you gay? Uh, that depends. Are you a person with a penis? Don't assume. A penis person? <laughs> a penis person? Oh, no. We have another texter coming in saying that they touched John Rarimy. John Wow, that's very rare of you. <laughs> but it's more rare of me. Oh, goodness. Oh, fuck. That joke was almost as ugly as Ron Jeremy. Um, that's mean. (laughs) You can't say that about people. You can't go around calling people ugly. This is 2023. I said his dick was big. It's tit for tat. Tit for tat. That's body shaming. Oh, don't be such a... (sighs) He can't control the size of his penis. Look, man, it's just a chink in his armor. Whoa. What? What? You know, you're trying to get us kicked out of somewhere somehow. But (laughs) no, I'm not because you can't. No, because we're. That's why we do this. uh, Oh, no. Faguli is an acceptable term, bullies do. Thank you. Services tit for tat. Free tattoos if you flash the artist. That is a poor modicum of exchange, and I don't, I don't endorse that as a fake economist. <laughs> Makes me wonder what you'd embrace as a real economist. <laughs> oh, just go downhill. Trust me. <laughs> oh goodness, let's let's get this back uh, back on track here. I got uh, tonight's intermission here for you. Yes, um, handcrafted, artisanally crafted by the Booberry himself. Yeah, there's some cool stuff, you know, reaching out, finding some new avenues of uh, uh, checking out CC BY music. Um, got a couple of irreverent clips, as always. Hope everybody enjoys it. Ooh, oh, spicy. You got the big VHS today. <laughs> it's huge. The industrial-sized VHS.
mushrooms and moss, mostly mushrooms. My rabies has taken a turn for the worse. I am starting to hallucinate. When I close my eyes, I can see strange characters running around chasing colorful geometric shapes in a dark and infinite limbo. I have stopped closing my eyes. I fear I am going mad. greatest shit talker of all time. He sat at a, like a $100,000 breakfast while the president trashed him. Oh, this Humiliated. This is a couple of years ago. Yeah, the, uh, I'm yeah. jumping around. White House Correspondents Dinner, yeah. Thank you. Thanks for giving it structure. Yeah. <laughs> Humiliated the guy. Right. My wife would love you. You should yeah. sit next to me during brunch. She never knows what I'm saying. Yeah. Sits no. there. The guy totally trashes him. He's absolutely humiliated. And within like two, three years, he had that guy's job. Right. So you could never talk, you could never talk shit to him. Going, hey, right. Donald, you know, one time I was in a bar and this guy came in. Yeah, they me, oh, really? One time I was sitting, I paid 100 grand for breakfast. The President Trump, uh, President, what the hell's his name? Barack? Uh, Obama. Yeah, Obama. Yeah. I'm giving you structure now. Yeah, yeah. Obama. He trashed me. Two years later, I had a fucking job. I got all the voters. Swear to God, I've been at it for a minute. Climbing to the top, and this music was my ticket. Found a way to grind, turn a passion to a business. No limit, I'ma get it. Having millions as a witness. Oh, I'm addicted to winning, living up every single day. I'll be fighting and building up in a million different ways. I don't think I can stop, I think I need the chase. I love the race, and I'm running till I'm first place. Long nights, long flights, I'ma make it big. Big dreams, big sights since I was a kid. Doing things that I like, let the pieces fit. I like the pain, feel alive when I'm under it. Change, adapt to what I need to All these obstacles, they look and see through Don't let the anger route, just let it feed you I'll see you at the top, just let me teach you Yeah, I'ma be a high roller 
like soldier In the game like closer I'll be at the top of the chain straight older Yeah, I got a different motor I don't need any help, I'm a loner You'll be seeing my name on posters You could call me POTUS, I got all the voters. They be like, really? You got a milli from doing something silly? I'm like, chilly, I've been killing for decades now, Billy Well, maybe like several years, but who's counting really? I just know how to turn something silly into a milli Got a lot to say, and a lot need to hear it You don't quit today, we don't stop No, we feel it to the top, yeah, we change our whole world Yeah, we steer it, getting lost in the things That make us so worth hearing, on. I'm the first one to turn up, learn stuff But mostly I'm just in the lab, getting work done on the first, it's the worst song I never forget being broke, man, it hurts, son But not as bad as not having any purpose I took stabs, this and that, and it's working But I still grind every day for that thirst It's a curse, being first, yes, you gotta get my work done Yeah, I'ma be a high roller Move forward in the battle like soldier In the game like closer I'll be at the top of the chain, straight owner Yeah, I got a different motor I don't need any help, I'm a loner You'll be seeing my name on posters. You could call me POTUS. I got all the voters. Marijuana. Stimulating. Mind expanding. Safer to use than alcohol. It's the in thing. The hula hoop of the jet generation. Marijuana is an intoxicating, mind muddling drug. And as much a part of growing up as smoking corn silk behind the back fence. This has been a public service message of the American Medical Association and your local station. Let me be on your podcast. I am not an expert in anything. Get me on your podcast. I'm a pretty cool guy and I love to chat. Cars, bugs, roller coasters, all things I like to talk about. Kung fu, plants, and also bugs. More stuff I like to talk about. Hey, what are we doing out of the bottle? This is dangerous. A little kid might come along and think we were candy. That would be awful because we're medicine. He might even eat us. No, 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 no. you off at super speed so it'd seem like you nutted at just a woman's tuck.
now return to Behind the Scenes. Starring Booberry, Berry, 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 and Lavish, 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 Lavish. There we go. Welcome back to the second, second half of show for episode 134, Behind the Schemes. Yes, indeed. It is currently January 9th of 2023, which means it's like the second episode of the year. It's currently 9.26 p.m. on the bereft, which means it's 11.26 central, which means it's 12.26, high noon 26, or midnight in the sewer 26. Oh, I'm sorry, 27. Over on the least coast. <laughs> And I did proposition you during the intermission if you would like to come back to second second half with a celebratory shot. <laughs> yes, indeed. I have poured myself a shot. I did not have enough time to run back downstairs to grab a shot glass, so I will be pulling straight from the uh, desk bourbon. Yeah, perfect. The desk bourbon, well, that's what it's for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this yeah. is, of course, the Hotel Tango bourbon, uh, ready to drink, and you are sipping... Or shooting, I should say. I'm shooting, uh, I've been shooting this, uh, usually on the show, the same bottle of uh, Bottle and Bond Kirkland Bourbon. Green uh, label. Bourbon. Bourbon on bourbon. Hell yeah. Yes, indeed. Well, cheers, my guy, and cheers to everybody else out there. Cheers to everybody out there. Cheers to you, of course, and cheers to the homies. <sighs> Delicious. Really is, though. So tasty. It's uh, there are worse whiskeys out there. And we got a couple of people that we would like to thank for tonight's episode of Behind the Schemes. Um, Certainly this, do. This is a value for value production, meaning that we produce everything, we put it out there on the internet, and we hope that you enjoy it. And if you did enjoy it and got some value out of it, uh, return it back, whether it be through the form of ISOs, monetary donations, boostograms, uh, clips, all of it counts. All of emails, conversations. If you chat with us, there's several ways you can chat with us. There's a chat room. There's email. There's uh, Mastodon, Spook.Social, uh, Agenda yes. Social. We do have uh, a Fediverse uh, social yeah, media platform. We have our own Twitter, basically, for, for you know, just to <laughs> get people who may not know up to speed. For we the have uninitiated. Yes. And you can spook and glow and subvert over at Spook.Social. <laughs> I love the subversions. <laughs> so <laughs> I was really, that was a fun time. We're coming up with that. You, yeah. you got me involved with that. And I was like, yeah, we, we talked about it for a good long while trying to figure out what the good, what the right words to go with were. I think, and, I think that's what makes uh, our relationship so diametrically different from someone like uh, Adam and John's because we actually collaborate. <laughs> we on a weekly basis. Yeah, almost daily. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> we chew it up. <laughs> we do a show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I imagine that there probably was a time where Adam and John did do that, but. For sure, for sure. They got into such a groove. Yeah, but, uh, I, and the only reason I bring that up is that they make it such a point to, uh, make it known that they don't, uh, really communicate back and forth at all. Oftentimes week. they'll say something like they aren't even friends. <laughs> Adam will say that he'll straight up just be like, John and I would never like just hang out, you know, <laughs> like Jesus. 
But yeah. I went over and visited you and me, and it took us 24 hours to find a karaoke bar. It was like, it was okay. It was yeah. like, you know, it's okay, Adam. Just go hang out. Have <laughs> a good time. <laughs> Sorry. Love you, Adam, if you're listening, which you weren't. But, <laughs> but love you. <laughs> oh, shit. Hit the wrong shit. <laughs> uh, I like that. Uh, but just getting back on track here, uh, we are a value for value production. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, we haven't done any ad reads, and it's because we don't fucking do ad reads because we don't need to. Yeah, fuck them. Nah, fuck them. We're publicly supported radio. We like to thank our producers at the beginning of every second, second half of show. Yeah, what's this? Uh... Oh, Uh-oh. excuse me. Let's uh... speak of the devil. <laughs> we got the. The boogeyman of goats here himself, <laughs> Pitar. Come Better start that music. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. I think that's how the mod band comes. <laughs> Fucking glorious. <laughs> fucking glorious. Fucking we, we just played the music. All of the goat slaughtering and gunshots and katana slices were all coming from the boostergram from from Pitar boosting in 6666 sets, which will get you exactly one greater than or equal to one <laughs> dead goat. Oh, plus that one. Indeed. <laughs> Pitar says, one more for good measure. Uh, from uh, Oh, that was from Nam, though. Ne- Nam wanted to get oh. one in. Most of those are from Pitar. According to Servo, that was 16 goats that Pitar just ended. And they had it coming. People love the goats. Yeah, those goddamn goats. Mm-hmm. I want to come up there again and punch one of them out. Oh, dude, they love it. They do. They're literally lining up. And there's a whole pile here to punch. How many was it? 16 <sighs> plus names there? 17? Is that, is that math That's check 17 out? Plus the, the gratuitous goat violence that Pitar started the show with. Wow. I think Pitar has easily killed over 20, maybe even 25 goats tonight. And that's no- a lot of goat. Nice! God, it's just like Breath of the Wild, but with goats. Ah. Uh, <laughs> this is why the goats fear Pitar. And I just... Again, I have to come back to this idea that people will actively choose to listen to shows that are doing podcast and 2.0 stuff on Apple and Spotify. Why would you why would you 
Why would you refuse yourself this? This carnage. It can be yours. Well, just like Pitar and Nam and... <laughs> and Bullshit, everybody. It's so simple. You just... Why? Uh, why not just, just come over and get a new podcast app and... You can do more than slaughter a goat. You can talk to Jim Jones. You can do a line. You can shock the gimp. All of it. Come punch a goat. You can do all kinds. Of, you can diamond Dave us. Yeah. Oh, no one's... Uh, there's always... And I was thinking about this earlier because you were saying some pretty spicy stuff. Do you ever feel like uh, we're getting a little too off the rails? 55-55. Censor the show in real time. Indeed. You what, can censor us. What other... What other production out there would allow you the same privileges as any other advertising corporation? Very few. This is true public radio, where the only people that can censor us is the public. Mm-hmm. It's the the only general way we, public. Only way we would have it. Yes, this is the way. What's, uh, what's this Christmas card that you received? Uh, I received a very fantastic card. I, I just gotta say, Nom, uh, not Nom, Nom uh, counts out 27 goats have been slaughtered this very eve. <laughs> so, nice. <laughs> nice. 27 is a nice, healthy number. Doing the work. Um, I received a wonderful Christmas card. I must have received it weeks ago. And I, I have to do a make good. I am so sorry that, I, that this slipped me. But eventually, I found it. Uh, this is a lovely Christmas card that came from none other than Dame Bullysteed. <laughs> oh. Careful, Pizza. Don't get any don't get any blood on this card, man. Oh, it's okay, I got it. I got it covered here. Um, it's in my jacket. Oh no. It's a goat. Oh yeah. It's a gone goat. Well, three more gone goats. Um, Pizar couldn't help himself. He had to make it an even 30. You know, the numerology is very important to this. Very it's the, important. That's the foundation. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's the house that this whole idea is built on. <laughs> yes. The rock that this church is built on. Uh, so this, uh, this thing is dated, uh, December 9th of 2022. And that is like a month ago to the day. So I, I'm very sorry, Dame Bully Steve, that I did not acknowledge this sooner, but I'm acknowledging it now. Thank you so much. It's so sweet. I really appreciate it. Everybody else who sent me anything, I really appreciate it. It like warms my cold, cold heart. Aww. And uh, and oh my god, Pitar is 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 the rock. Holy shit! I didn't think about that because Peter is the rock. Pitar is the rock. You ever read the Bible? Uh, once, once or twice. <laughs> oh man, I didn't even think of that. But now I, I I've I've picked my way through. Uh, mostly, I find myself just uh, referring back to Revelations the past time. <laughs> yeah, could you skip to the good part, please? Yeah. <laughs> I wish I was joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Manger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you skip to the good part, yeah, please? Let's get to the horns like a fire, the, the whore of Babylon. Come on. Whore of Babylon, the many eyes coming yeah. on the sky. And- yeah. The mark. I yeah. Mean, this is what people really want to see. That's the good stuff. I mean, three wise guys, that's cool, but like, they just got like frankincense and shit. You just went to a barn, whatever. Yeah. Barn's a barn. I mean, bringing, bringing Jesus back was pretty heavy metal. 
Um, but yeah, I think it is. I'm all, I mean, about, it I'm is all about that revelations. Well, you know, we're all about revelations around here, aren't we? Yeah. Bully Steed says it was the only joke Jesus made. Peter, you are my rock. She's right. She's, that's that's a good call. Because Peter itself means rock. Oh, see, I did not. Um, It'd be I, like if I said to you, hey, you're my boo. I'm picking up now. Uh-huh. I see what uh-huh. I see what the person that I would recommend is to listen to lavish on the behind the schemes podcast. I never expected this from that podcast, but I learned something listening to it. <laughs> Nobody ever expects it. <laughs> Nobody expects to learn anything. <laughs> But you will, goddammit. Yeah. You will learn. Well, I'm going to learn you real good. Uh, we did have a donation through PayPal. It was a monthly $3.33 from Hey-o. Quaffy Don, uh, Von Dustbubble. Quaffy. Yes, they are hanging out over there at spook.social. Uh, and the, it's those monthly donations that uh, allows us to do fun stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Quaffy, you're a total badass. Thank you very much. Yes, and then uh, Lightbright at the tattoo convention actually found a booberry enamel pen, and this thing's pretty big. Yeah, that thing's pretty hefty. That's like uh, three fingers tall. Yeah, about, I'd say it's about two and a half inches. Yeah, an actual booberry, like from the cereal. Yes. And I'm actually, I can, I can wear it with my booberry t-shirt, which I have on right now. Hmm. Perfect. See, I I just noticed the difference in how I said Boo Berry versus where I re- refer to you as Boo Berry. Yeah, Burry. Burry. It's a little shorter. Just a little dip in there. Yeah. A little twang. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I got some photos of uh, some really nice art. It's a moth wing and a butterfly wing. Butterfly wing glows in the dark. Ooh, and just and it's, it's screen printed too. I thought that was really nice. Very yeah. nice, very nice. So shout out to them all. If anybody likes it enough, I got a card somewhere with their uh, shop on it. Dan Kula. And if you want to help produce public radio, all you got to do is go to badradio.live, and we got links to reach out, uh, whether it be through email, boo at behindtheschemes.com, or lavish at behindtheschemes.com. Uh, mm-hmm. And there is uh, some other ways of reaching out and helping produce. Indeed, indeed. You know, even if you just listen to the show, you're a producer, honestly. Uh, we don't have listeners. We have producers. Yes. You're a producer. Yes. We're a producer. You're a producer. We're all producing. If you're listening to the show, honestly, I'm going to say this from the bottom of my heart. You're part of the solution. <laughs> Oh, God, I try to be. Well, that's half the battle. I really try. But I fuck it up so, so incredibly hard. You know what we all do from time to time? To err, to be man. Let's, to forgive, divine. Let's uh, check in and see if we have a screen mail, which we do. Let's. Hey! Democracy has been Uh, FYI, we are not extremists. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> Evans. 
Hydra. Hell Hydra. Hell Hydra. You know, it's not a tale the Jedi would tell you. No. 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 I am the Senate. I love democracy. I love democracy. No. Uh, 612-263-7999 is that telephone number that you are going to call so that you can leave us a scream mail. You are going to call. You are going to call. Mm. 612-263-7999. We will watch your career with great interest. And I have... I have a little democracy karma karma for our previous caller. Thank you for saving our democracy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love democracy. I love democracy. I love democracy. Oh, did you know, Booberry, that democracy refers to a time in ancient Greece where only white men who met in the square could actually vote? And then anyone who wasn't, like, a citizen, male, of a certain age, and certain education, and certain background, and certain wealth level, had no voice. Hmm. Uh, and it was just those people that had all of the power, and that is technically the f- where democracy comes from. Did you know that? That checks out. Yeah. Sounds about right. So I just want, everyone, just want to remind everybody, when you talk about democracy, then, yeah, great. Oh, and the FTX commercial, where they had Larry David, and he was one of the founding fathers, and Larry David was like, so you're telling me that you're going to give everyone the right to vote? And the, and the founding fathers were like, yes, this is democracy. And Larry David's like, no, oh, God, that's, uh, oh, and he tries to rip up the Constitution. That was, first of all, an FTX commercial, and it's fake, because the founding fathers, that's not how the country was founded. Not everybody had the right to vote. I don't have to explain that to anybody, I don't think, who's an American. But, yes. And FTX was kind of a fake country, a fake, uh, uh, I almost said country, fake company. It, it kind of, it was other than the money. Everything about it was fake except for just the sheer amount of money that they had. Where did that money come from? Who knows? Eh. Doesn't matter. Does it? Nah. Oh, I love it. It's just people that don't want to hold on to their cheese, I guess. Oh, they're just, you know, they're just geniuses. They're from MIT. They're just geniuses. Who are we? Uh, Nam says, uh, FTX is uh, what finally got my boss to question the mainstream narrative. Nice. Nice. Hey, by the way, Nam hosts a show called Millennial Media Offensive. Yes. Uh, You should check it out. On the No Agenda stream every Tuesday at 5.30 Central. That's, That's not correct. freedom. That's not the kind of freedom I thought. MMO.show Ooh. on the offensive, motherfuckers. That's right. See? You're going to be on tomorrow. <laughs> Check them out. And unfortunately, uh, well, I guess Nam could clip the last little second out of there. They, they are very, um, they're clean. They're very clean. Mm. Yes. When I talk to Nam, that's exactly what I think. Very clean. Yes. Um, 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 uh, and that was from, did you just read that out? 
Huh. Uh, C Brooklyn, uh, no, you just boosted ten ninety eight. Didn't didn't give us a note, but said that's not freedom. Yeah, yeah, boosting the live tag. Thank you, Jim Jones, classic, a classic Jim Jones via CurioCaster. Oh, I like swearing. <laughs> I like Jim Jones. <laughs> I, I like I like Kool Aid. I like uh fake Kool Aid. Oh. <laughs> What's the name of the fake Kool-Aid, though, that he had? It has a funny name. Uh, uh, Jim Jones. Because he didn't actually drink Kool-Aid. That's a uh, man. <laughs> that's, a, that's a deep cut, I know. No, there, there's just there's one thing about podcasting that I've learned to appreciate, and that's being able to pump brakes on things that come out of your mouth sometimes. <laughs> Oh, you just, well, just you find yourself taking a an extra second <laughs> to consider yeah. what you're about to say. Flavorade, Flavorade, that's the one. Flavorade, no. thank you very much. Private browsing, you gorgeous individual. Yes, that's uh, Flavorade. That's not what I was. It was something aid. Powerade is what Pitar says. Powerade, I don't think was around then yet, but maybe it was. I don't know. I'm not a. Uh, Sports drink expert. For them, we go to CNN. We talk to Alan Smithers. What? what can you tell us about the situation on the ground there, Smithers? Well, Powerade tastes like shit, Jim. It's really bad. And it isn't very good for you. Um, back uh, to you. Oh, that's quite fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, uh, violence loving Kodo here. Nam says Dehaujin is a sports drink expert. Dehaujin being his co-host on Millennial Media Offensive, which is live every Tuesday. MMO show on the Indeed. offensive. Mother the offensive. bleepers. <laughs> Mother. <laughs> anyway, uh, so what's going on in your world? I learned something quite interesting thanks to uh, Dean Reiner. Um, and if you're not familiar with Dean Reiner, you should fix that. Immediately by checking out his show, the Up Is Down podcast. That guy has had some uh, some of the most heavy hitting uh, recorded material I've listened to. I, v- I very much appreciate the type of stuff that he was recording and releasing. Heavy hitting is in like uh, big topics. Uh. N- Big topics, yeah, but I mean that's a, that's that's a really broad way. It's just a he's got a very very raw approach ninety percent of the time, um, uh-huh. and is uh, he's he's got he's got the materials. Like when he goes to clip stuff, he goes in to clip, um, and it's just it's very well put together. He's very thorough. Um, he'll take as much time as it requires to go in on a subject as an example. Mm -hmm. Um, Lots of fascinating guests. Abel Kirby was on it at one point. Uh, He's been a guest on Sir Seat Sitter show countless times. He was, uh, he was on here once. Um, So yeah, it's, 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 I I think very highly of, of him and his show. And uh, just, we got into a a brief conversation about, um, DNA. Very brief. Very brief conversation, but he hit me with a little tidbit of information and, oh boy, I learned some fairly fascinating things. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 who do you think, out of all of the main players out there, who do you think has the biggest treasure trove trove of um, genealogical records and DNA? Of all the companies out there? All of the organizations. Uh, off the top of my head, it's got to be 23andMe. Mm, think, think, think more broader. We'll try, we'll try two more guesses. Okay. Uh, broader, uh, the Red Cross. Ooh, close, but no cigar. Uh, I shouldn't say close, but... Um, okay, okay. Uh, well, it, I'm in the right non- direction. Non-profit. I'm thinking global. It's a non-profit. Global... Uh, oh, non- is it is it the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation? Oh my guy, I, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, oh. those answers were not correct. Uh, here's why the Mormon Church loves your DNA. Oh, the Mormon Church. To be clear, Roots Tech is not a religious conference. Now, I should say that this premise, uh, this particular podcast, um, it was Prognosis by Bloomberg. Um, she is detailing her trip to Roots Tech, which is an annual conference hosted by the Church of Latter-day Saints, a.k.a. the Mormon Church. Is uh, the Mormon Church considered a nonprofit organization? Uh, I, was, mm, I mean, it's I a church. I, I don't... My, that, my, it's tax-exempt, but it's not a nonprofit. Then I should have said tax-exempt. Ah, all yeah. right. Well, that's fair. Fair enough. Um, the, uh, Roots Tech is a genealogical, uh, convention. Mm-hmm. In 2019, they had 10,000 attendees in London. Uh, it's got seminars, keynotes, speeches, uh, tons of networking and all that. Genealogy conference. That's, oh. that's risque stuff. Man, this, this is wild. Um, so when she's talking about Roots Tech, she's discussing this conference. She's there on the ground reporting there. You'll find her interviewing the um, the current head of the church, I believe. Uh, no, I'm sorry. She's interviewing the CEO of the company Family uh, Family Search, which is the main comp- or organization behind Roots Tech. They're kind of the, the hosties of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Family search, we'll come to find out, uh, <laughs> covers a lot of ground. I mean, a metric shit ton of ground. Um, so we'll just get into this uh, clip. Though atheists should be aware that there are some pretty clear religious overtones. Roots Tech is a genealogy conference that is put on by the Mormon Church. Around half of the people who attend are not Mormon. If you missed the moment where they invoked God and called church elders out on stage, you might have never known there was a religious connection at all. But there is a good reason that the church puts on the biggest genealogy conference in the world. Genealogy is a long-standing Mormon interest. More than that, it's become intertwined with Mormon beliefs. Mormons believe that families spend eternity together in the celestial kingdom, or heaven, They also believe in the baptism of the dead, a controversial practice in which those who did not find their faith on earth are given a chance at salvation and a chance at eternity with the rest of their family. This is where genealogy comes in. If you're going to save the soul of your ancestor, you need to know who they are. 
So in the oh, 19th God. century, the church oh, began sending Mormons back to Europe to scour family records. <laughs> yeah, this uh, <laughs> that's some real growl there. It, this is this is how you know. Um, this is this is the real stuff. This oh, is- I was saying she could fry an egg with that vocal fry, but <laughs> but uh, no, this is also terrifying. Fifty percent aren't even Mormon, and they try to hide it. They try to it's like a hiding in plain sight type of thing, but it's all. And the belief that they all spend eternity together. Oh, God, I love it. This is so juicy. Mm. And in the century since, the church has actively sought to bolster the science and industry of genealogy, including by, more recently, putting on Rootstech. A century before a consumer market even existed, the Mormon church had a need for better ways of doing genealogy. And in pushing genealogical techniques and technologies forward, it has set the stage for this crazy moment we're living in right now. A time when you can buy a DNA <laughs> kit for $99 and find out how Scottish you are, or discover your dad isn't your dad, or even help the police catch a serial killer. Mmm, yes, the oh, golden the golden state killer, right? Is that who that was? Yeah, you always uh yeah, exactly. That yeah. guy was cut rooted out by some by some advanced technology. But yeah, his, that his, only happens once every fucking 10, 15 years, then the rest of us just get screwed because we get involved in the science experiment. <laughs> and you, you may even be in it. Uh, there's, there's, no, there's no tell. I mean, I guess you could go and uh, search the records to see if your name already appears. I've, I've actually had Hey, man, a- I've been with some Mormons. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> uh, I've had this conversation with Dad, actually, back when... Um, I was home last, and uh, I forget the name. Uh, findagravesite.com, I believe, is, is where. And it's, Findagravesite.com, is that real? I'm going to look there. Findagravesite.com. Okay, or, please continue. Uh, or maybe findagrave.com. It's, it's something in that fashion. Find um, a grave. But he was telling me that, uh, you know, for my, my grandmother's um, grave, that some... Somebody that he has no uh, connection to, no relation to, no nothing, has actually got the grave of my grandmother listed on her account. So mm-hmm. there, there's people that go out there and obsessively try to fill this information out. Uh-huh. It's like a, I mean, maybe a bad person, but like Wikipedia. It's like a publicly yes. generated thing. Yes, absolutely. 10,000 monkeys in a typewriter system. Trying to type out Shakespeare. Yeah. Um, uh, just some quick fact. I, I didn't realize that this was a thing with Mormonism. Uh, it's interesting, to say the least. Uh, vicarious or proxy baptisms. Uh, the church sourced. Yeah. The church's oh, stated goal is that all deceased people will someday be baptized. Uh, they do have global records. And... Because of the sheer amount of data that they've collected over the years, the Mormons have become experts in storage and, or collection and storage. Mm-hmm. It, there was the Family Search YouTube account is nothing but tutorials in how to, for example, scour sc- handwritten Scandinavian. Uh, town records and, and crazy shit like that. I, mm-hmm. There is thousands of videos on how tos. It is crazy. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, there's, it makes sense, though. They're so obsessed with archiving everything and having knowledge on everyone. Knowledge is power. Absolutely. Um, they, uh, they also pioneered the use of microfilm. No, oh, of course they did. Uh, Those the, creeps. <laughs> they're, they're, uh, at, by the time 2014 rolled around, their database was 32 times the size of the Library of Congress. <laughs> well, let's be real. The Library of Congress is fucking weak, but yeah, I see your point. And then, um, and this is all pulled from a, one of the articles I got referenced. Uh, they got into some hot water for baptizing uh, dead Jewish and Catholic people. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Uh, it turns out those uh, particular religious organizations were not too fond of uh, Mormons coming in. Asking for records and then turning around and uh, in the process baptizing those deceased people. I would imagine so, but the Mormons definitely feel entitled to it. Them okay. being the true chosen people. It's our mission, man. We are on a mission from God. Yeah. If you're in a position to call Jewish people Goyim, you know you got it going on. Now, this next clip uh, gets into a little bit on how their system comes about, and uh, we'll start to hear from the CEO of FamilySearch, I believe. At the conference, I sat down with Steve Rockwood, the CEO of FamilySearch that I mentioned earlier. He explained to me how genealogy has become such a big part of the Mormon faith. While it, it is universal, it is, it is innate desire to know where you come from, different people enter this and actually start putting resource towards it for different reasons. And um, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, there's actually a doctrinal reason why members of the church wanted to learn their, their family history. And uh, it's, a simple, it's a simple principle that we believe that families can live together forever. And that that's a multi-generational um, experience so that you uh, can live with your, your loved ones that you knew um, while you lived here on earth in your immediate family, but you can also live with your grandparents and your great-grandparents, and we just believe families are forever. Many early Mormons were pioneers, escaping discrimination back east to eventually settle in the Great Salt Lake Valley. This is how genealogy entered the picture. The early members of the church back in the 1800s, uh, their homelands were in the eastern United States, they were in the UK, they were in uh, northern and western Europe, and uh, as they were converted to the gospel of Jesus Christ, they gathered together uh, in different parts of the eastern United States, the Midwest, and ultimately out here uh, to uh, the Intermountain West. And so here you have these pioneers that went through all of this to come here and they had left their homelands, they had left their families, but there's this doctrine that families can be together and if you perform certain ceremonies and rites in the, in the a temple of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, then you can give that offering to your ancestors. Well, in order for them to do that, they need to have the records and the records were back home. The records were thousands of miles away. In order to fulfill a key part of their faith, Mormon pioneers needed to access family records that they didn't have. So in 1894, the church founded the Genealogical Society of Utah, sending Mormons as far afield as Europe to track down original documents that would allow people to fill out their family trees. And it started as a service, and then the technology came. And so it went from service to let's use this technology, and that's when we started sending out camera crews to go start taking the pictures and all the archives. The uh, so it's become a global operation. 
Totally. Um, there's totally. Uh, 200 some different uh, kind of di- groups spread out. Thousands of volunteers. Uh, people get into it. Absolutely. Uh, oh, I'm saying absolutely a lot. I'm not, I, I traded indeed for absolutely. <laughs> hey, you gotta trade in one addiction for another. That's how it works. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a great thing to bring up that the Mormon Church is one of the gnarliest global power players around these days and you don't really they're kind of always the butt of the joke book of mormon and all that but around these parts in the bay area dude they have some of the most gnarly real estate here they have a church on every three miles they have a church and then they have one of the most beautiful most visible churches in san francisco that's high up on a hill and you can't really like avoid it it's always there they're they're uh quite quite the the move makers so genealogy so concerning ge- uh, genealogy uh they say that this is part of their belief system you live with your family forever in heaven but i'm sure that there's a capitalistic angle to all of this uh that is well i now the ceo claims that there's no that they're not trying to compete with anybody uh, at this point is there anybody else to compete with <laughs> that's my question because uh it, uh-huh. it goes on between uh it goes on further than family search who do you think that they've partnered uh partnered up with oh it's everybody's favorite website ancestry.com and why did they ancestry partner up? i always oh. forget about ancestry oh well you'll be fine you'll you'll be stunned absolutely shocked i think to learn who founded ancestry.com no no like steve mentioned at some point the church started to get really interested in new technologies that could help it do a better job of collecting family records and ultimately connecting families in heaven In the 1930s, the church began using microfilm, photographing original documents so that they would be better preserved and more accessible. In the 1980s, as home computers became a thing, the church introduced software so that people could create and share their family trees electronically. With the advent of the internet, the church realized that the Genealogical Society of Utah could have a far wider reach and rechristened it Family Search. The Family Search website eventually launched in 1999, three years after Ancestry.com. Ancestry.com, by the way, also has Mormon roots. It was started by two Brigham Young grads who got their start no. selling Latter day Saints <laughs> publications on floppy disk. The church even created GEDCOM, which is the file format still used today for genealogical data. Today, the church record collection includes billions of digitized online records, along with more than 2.4 million rolls of microfilmed records, 742,000 microfiche, and hundreds of thousands of books and periodicals, all stored in the Family History Library on Temple Square in Salt Lake City and in the Granite Mountain Records Vault, which is basically a climate-controlled bunker for records built under 700 Ugh. feet of rock to withstand I a nuclear it. blast. Oh, dude. Okay, I so want it, Booberry. I'm going to apologize to everybody in the green room that's feeling a little triggered. That is the last one from Prognosis. I can assure you of that. I know. It's kind of hard to actually listen to what she's saying when you're so distracted by how annoying she is, but... 
Same time. I've never done this before, but I actually listened to that podcast at 0.5 speed. And I might have listened to it four or five times. It was a 26-minute podcast. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) Well, luckily, Uh, this is also a podcast that you can listen to at 1.5x speed, so go for it. No, 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 0.5. I slowed it down. down. You slowed it down? Yeah. So it sounded like this. Uh, Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. And that's how you got your information. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Um the 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 links I'll go to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> um the uh I should point out that I did see that uh the LDS church actively promotes DNA testing for its members. To help them discover unknown branches of their family tree. Um, and the, many of the first popular genetic testing kit companies were created by Mormons. Uh, in 2001, Mormon billionaire James Sorensen started one of the earliest genetic test kit companies, Relative Genetics. Uh, it was later bought by Ancestry.com. They got it on all corners of this. Quietly. Sneaking in creeping with their tentacles and they're just like oh we're really nice people we never jerk off <laughs> and everyone's like oh yeah come on in did um, someone did you catch that joke that nam put in the chat by the way how do you uh how do you keep a mormon from drinking all your beer how you invite two of them <laughs> <laughs> I, I know exactly who I'm going to tell that joke to. <laughs> we all have that friend. <laughs> he he will get a kick out of that. <laughs> uh, uh, you're giving me flashbacks to my road trip when I stayed the night in Salt Lake City. I've I've been to Salt Lake a couple times, man. It's a good time. It's a really good time now. COVID has changed that town. It's a much bigger drinking town than it ever was. Oh, hey. And it's packed to the gills with people from California now, too, by the way. Yeah, the great the great flea. Yeah, the great deluge. <laughs> uh this we uh, it's it's about time that we hear from Family Search themselves. Let's uh let's let Family Search sell us on their service, shall we? What's your story? It's an important question. Why? Because you're part of a much bigger story that stretches back through history, connecting to hundreds of fascinating lives and events that come together in the person you see in the mirror every morning. That makes it a story worth exploring. It can teach you about who you are, where you belong, and who you might become. That's why FamilySearch has spent more than 100 years building the world's largest free network of people, facilities, and online resources dedicated to helping you find your family history stories. How does FamilySearch do it? You could say it all starts with the world's biggest treasure hunt. We work nonstop with governments, religious archives, and other organizations in more than 100 countries trying to dig up family history records that we can collect and preserve. And we've been doing that for a very long time. 
since 1894 to be exact. And we found some amazing treasures along the way. Family Search has managed to build a library of more than 3.3 billion records. That's well over 12 billion names. By far the largest collection of family history names in the world. 3.3 billion records. Over 3.3 billion records. Wow. He said something dumb like 16 billion names. Yeah. 12 billion names, I believe. 12 billion names. 12 yeah. billion names in over 100 countries. And this kind of explains mission work, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. Oh, God there, damn it. Like, I did it again. I'm going, okay. Uh, give me a second. Give me a second. Obviously, I obviously, I need obviously I need punishment. Ah, you need yeah. some self-flagellation here. Oh, God that's it. Oh, that's smart. That's it. That's mm. it. <laughs> yeah, give me one in my hand for missing that bully steed uh, letter. Got oh, it. Fuck. Fucking, Ow. Fucking motherfucking. Fucking, damn. Fucking hurt. <laughs> hurt good. Um, yeah. Oh, that's smart. Uh, Ooh, that's smarts. <laughs> that's such a great line. No one ever uses that one anymore. You're welcome. Um, the uh, you might you're have... an old soul, Booberry. Ah, uh, you know, I try. <laughs> uh, uh, there was the mention of the Granite Mountain vaults. Uh, surely you're fascinated by, by what possibly the Granite Mountain vault could be. I'm very interested. I've been playing a game that's built around being in vaults. Yes. Oh, cool. Well, let's take a little trip down to Utah. This is uh, the Granite... The land of vaults. Granite Mountain Records Vault 1, the four steps. Uh, it's kind of a introduction as to what they do here at this particular facility. These records are brought to the Granite Mountain Records Vault, where four key steps of preservation happen. Microfilm masters are preserved and safeguarded. Duplicate copies of microfilm rolls are created and shipped to all parts of the world. Microfilm records are converted to digital images, making them more easily accessible. Digital image masters are preserved and upgraded as technology changes. Yeah, they get they get a lot of stuff done there between all of the um, just archiving and making copies of copies, making it searchable. Uh, one guy in that prognosis episode talks about, you know, at some point it's going to tip in the direction where there's going to be too much information for a person to parse by themselves. So they're going to have to start introducing AI, AI. to help kind of, you know, collaborate everything or, uh, oh, what's the word? Uh, automate or, or whatever the process. Uh, collate. I think that's the collate. One. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. I think that's what I'm cool. looking for. Um, I like how this sounds exactly like a Fallout thing, by the way. Yeah, it's it's like the We here in the Granite Mine parse out this microfilm and keep it for safekeeping for all of the happy families out there. I mean, it's just so propaganda-y. Yeah, I love it. And they did actually pull this original video from their... Uh, from their YouTube page, I had to go track it down on Vimeo. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we don't shame though on the show. No, never. And uh, yeah, it, it did take a second to find it, but um, it's 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 interesting. I didn't think to actually get any uh, photos for the notes. Maybe in this next clip, I can dig some out. But it's it is a total underground bunker, and it turns out that a lot of the natural 
uh, formations in the mountain make it ideal for storing things like microfilm, where you need it to be a specific temperature and humidity uh, year-round, wow. all day, every day, with z- very little deviations. It's it's massive. I mean, they got massive to, to keep them in pristine condition for lots of time, for long, long periods of time. Absolutely, or or long enough to get them uh, digitized at least. Right. Sure. Um, this, uh, this next clip is the hundred years of searching. Um, and it talks a little bit about the actual, uh, founding of the building, uh, quick stats, 2.4 million rolls of microfilm containing approximately 3.5 billion images. Uh, this information links to billions of people in over a hundred countries and is recorded in 170, uh, Languages, including record unpublished records from churches and governments, parish registries, passenger lists, birth certificates, uh, birth certificates, censuses, deeds, wills, family, uh, and family town and con- county histories, and even maps. <laughs> they got it all, man. Well, let me ask you this: Do you think that the Vatican has more? Uh... Actual documentation about people? Hmm. I don't. I mean, not to sound like a dickhead, but when you say Vatican, it doesn't scream to me uh, caring about the uh, parishioners per se. Well, it's not a matter of caring. It's a matter of information and power and wealth and and reach. Through just, the Red Cross, you could say. Let's say that the Red Cross is an arm of the Catholic Church, which it is. Would you then consider that perhaps they maybe have been I, engaging in at least the similar practices? I don't know for sure, but I don't think... Uh, or it doesn't... The Vatican just doesn't strike me as a type of organization that cares enough about it's people to store information like that very well in a, in a centralized location at least. Mm-hmm. No, I see. I see that argument. I mean, I could see them having a lot of ancient stuff, but yes. not having what you're, what you're discussing now with the, all this Honestly, 200 uh, years of, of genealogy records. <laughs> right uh, now letters. Absolutely. Journals. Sure. Um, but, Family tree. I mean, in, in, at least, uh, at least you know they wouldn't have it for the the, the poor fucks. <laughs> Maybe no. I, I give it, I'd give it to you for um, middle class and um, upper echelon, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the royals and and uh, and whatnot. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because the name of the game overall, as we're as we're talking about, really the word I like to to use in times discussing these topics is bloodlines. Mm-hmm. Bloodlines is, I think, a, a lens. It provides a lens in viewing all of this because that's always been an important thing for the quote-unquote elite. <laughs> I just had an idea. I don't know if I'll do it yet, but I just thought of doing a, a special boost for Nam called the Catholic Schoolgirls Rule Boost. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. 
Well, think it would it. appear that we have actual, real, honest-to-God Catholics in the chat. You can find them at hashtag greenroom at irc.zeronote.net. Or you could go to our website or to our show notes at zososcorner.substack.com, and you can get into the chat room there Yes, we'll, and see uh, them yourself. We'll uh, continue on with this uh, 100 Years of Searching. The organized effort to gather these records began in 1894. So long ago. The collection consisted primarily of books. In the heat of the then Industrial Revolution. Then in 1938, microfilming began. By the early 1950s, it became clear that a permanent facility was needed to store and protect the growing collection of microfilms. The site that was chosen is located in the mountains near Salt Lake City, Utah. Exploratory work at the site began in 1958. Construction got underway in 1960, and the project was finished in 1965. The vault was designed to protect the collection of genealogical records from decay, natural disasters, and man-made calamities. It's nice uh, that, I guess... (laughs) whatever survivors of whatever cataclysm comes, they'd always be able to go to Granite Mountain. Wow. Yeah. And if, uh, you know, the bombs ever fell, at least the prophet would get in there, him and his 20 wives, and they'd, they would continue on the human race. Yes, I'm still trying to find some images uh, of the interior. Um, the... Uh, what do we get into? Oh, the actual... This one's interesting. This is uh, this next clip gets into the conditions inside of the vault that make it a super, a superior oh my god superb place for storage. Let's go inside. The vault lies under more than seven hundred feet of solid mountain stone and consists of a series of tunnels. The vault comprises over sixty five thousand square feet. Wow. Near the front of the facility is an operations area with workspace for about 60 staff members. Beyond the workspaces are tunnels that lead to six storage areas. The tunnels are 25 feet wide and 15 feet high. Entrance to the six archive areas is guarded by heavy vault doors. Nature helps keep the underground temperature inside the vault at a consistent 55 degrees year-round. Relative humidity is controlled at 35%. An elaborate circulation and filtering system keep fresh air moving through the storage area and minimizes dust and other airborne particles. Under these ideal conditions, it is anticipated that microfilm can last 300 years. At the back of the vault, the mountain provides a natural source of pure spring water, which feeds a 33,000-gallon reservoir. The water collected in this reservoir is utilized in microfilm reproduction and other processes in the vault. The natural features of this mountain, together with human ingenuity and foresight, have combined to create ideal storage conditions for these priceless records. Deep inside the mountain are six archival chambers, carved from granite and lined with steel. The records will be secure here for generations to come. Approximately 3.5 billion images on 2.4 million rolls of microfilm and a growing collection of digital media are stored in these massive vaults. There is still more room to grow. (laughs) Cool. I can't help but be awed by this. It's so cool. Yeah, man. They they mean business. How do we get one? <laughs> Start a religion. 
Obviously. That's what everybody keeps telling me. Yes. That's how you make the big bucks. Holy Mothman, grant me strength. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, I did have one last clip from that one. It's a little long, and it just kind of gets into the transferring of the materials into the digital age. I mean, I think we're just going to kind of wrap it. They, They have concerns that digital media in and of itself is not infallible. So after some times it will after some time it will eventually degrade. Uh, so they're just working on new methods of uh, keeping everything up to date, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're really they're really spearheading. I mean, they had the microfilm. They they wrote the book on the gene, genealogy file format. Um, they were doing it well before anyone else, I would imagine. I mean, God, eighteen ninety four. Yeah. <laughs> a long time ago what, what else what else went down in 1984 you know um, 1894 was like 30 years into them discovering petroleum rockefeller was alive it was like the very beginning of the industrial revolution civil war had been over for 30 years so there were still men that were alive that fought in the civil war but they were old and uh they were all probably like corporate all the generals of the civil war were like uh, the ceos of the railroads and the, the oil companies it was an interesting time in 1894, and it was a very, like, classic American capitalist time. The Mormon church definitely making moves, but it's a long time ago. Planting seeds centuries ago. Yeah. Um, and once you pilfer all of the fruit from those trees, where's the next logical step? Well, social media, duh. So we're working on that. The challenge with video is how to curate it. So you don't. And this specific question was um, how to uh, how you're going to integrate social media into these records. So we're working on that. The challenge with video is how to curate it so you don't get inappropriate content. We have algorithms that curate the photos. Every photo gets reviewed, just like Facebook does, just like Instagram does. I mean, we have ways to prevent inappropriate pornographic or whatever content but uh, video is a little more tricky but we're looking at it we're working at it and we'll get there because it's one of the ways people capture family history i would say uh, videos high on our list and also capturing just social media feeds in general think of all the family history that's being created out there all the content worldwide that's being created and we don't really yet have a way to capture that somebody could do a screenshot and post it onto a memory or something but we had to be able to take kind of a timeline of a facebook feed and pick out the highlights of it and include include that as part of your profile all this content being created you know, every every single person on the planet now is a photographer and has a, a, a camera with them all the time and is creating content. We ought to figure out how to curate that and capture the best of it. <laughs> and uh, I, there there are two remaining clips. They're kind of uh, down a little different path. So I'll just go ahead and hit you with this uh, with this article here. Who do you think now owns? Um, Ancestry.com uh, The Mormon Church Nope Negatory 
a private equity firm bought Ancestry and its trove of DNA for $4.7 billion. The genealogy company Ancestry has been acquired by the investment firm Blackstone. Oh, Blackstone under Black Rock. Under our boy Larry Fink. Well, knowledge is power. Why would he want that, you think? Many uh, ask, what are you <laughs> going to do with such information? Uh, quote, to be crystal clear, Blackstone will not have access to user data, and we are deeply committed to ensuring strong consumer privacy protections at the company, uh, said a spokesperson for Blackstone. Uh, we mm. will not be sharing user DNA and family tree records for our, uh, with our portfolio companies. Uh, however, they will share it with police. Um, They'll share it to people who will pay. They will develop drugs uh, based around DNA. In uh, 23andMe specifically sold rights to a drug. That They all fucking say that. They're liars. Yep. Um, they are fucking dead liars. That is what their PR people are paid to do. That's somebody's job to lie for corporations. And he makes good living, too. Puts his kids through college. It's a good gig. And business is booming. It's, business so, is booming. it's so popular right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, That's it, Pfizer. We got to get that major pain quote for Pfizer. Killing is my business. And business is good. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, yeah, police uh, may have access to these databases. I kind of have a treasure trove of links. I didn't have a, uh, enough time to really go through and, and give the typical treatment. Um, but there's <laughs> there's quite a string of them. Um, 20 and, 23 and me informed me and my husband <laughs> that we are related. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, Which is bound to happen in, you know. 10 out of 10 would smash again. (laughs) (laughs) For real, family. (laughs) Zip up that family tree. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, you want to... The apple don't fall far. You want a little wine and family vine? We don't kink shame on this show. Oh, But we do... We do whip a little bit. We do whip a little bit. Um, so that's the kind of the um, overall presentation. Uh, let's see here. Um, there was an NBC a private equity firm. I like how they don't name them. Yeah. Um, <sighs> the uh, there was an NBC article that was quoted uh, Peter Pitts of the Center for Medicine and Public Interest, which is a nonprofit advocacy group. Uh, uh, DNA is the most. Uh, Oh God! I just had—it's the most valuable thing that you own. Um, also, mm-hmm. Spotify, I guess, did a uh, collaboration with uh, an ancestry. Uh, who was the company? It wasn't Twenty Three and Me, but it was another DNA-based company called Ancestry DNA, and uh, they created custom playlists for users based on DNA results that they inputted. <laughs> Ugh. see this is what it's actually going to be at first is it's going to be people coming up with gimmicky ways of using your dna and it's gonna be super awful and tacky yeah some fucking lame la ad agency just got a hold of my dna records and they made some fucking stupid avatar some you know meta version of me who wants to do that 
Who wants to be a part of that machine? And uh, there was another one. I actually got this one from uh, beingit.io, the No Agenda show note search engine. Uh, it's Bing just it. so funny. Uh, DNA testing companies like 23andMe admit adding fake African ancestry to white profiles in order to, quote, screw with racists. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, and they're, um, they've, uh, the Mormon church has tried to excommunicate a couple of their genealogical researchers. Um, uh, and I don't want to misquote the belief system, um, but essentially, I, I'll, I'll try. The, they believe that there was a, uh, one of the big families in Israel. They ended up migrating to North America and became what is now known as the Native American population. I think. And Interesting. When you end up submitting a bunch of DNA tests on people, and it starts producing evidence that's contrary to it, they got a little upset, and they tried excommunicating this uh, this one particular researcher. <laughs> of course, because real science will produce real anomalies that really fit into paradigm that that the institution isn't familiar with. Ah, and people who actually figure shit out get punished. It was the tribe. It was the Nephite tribe. Ooh, the 13th tribe. Yep. Nephites, not real, says private browsing. <laughs> but, you know, it makes sense. I mean, it's not like uh, international travel is a new thing. People have been moving from here to there. Plenty yeah, of times. And, and it's like the, the land bridge from... Uh, that was one thing that they ended up pushing back on was the land bridge between the United States and Siberia. Um, cause I, I guess it was just a big challenge to the overall structure of, uh, of the religion. Mm -hmm. Um, you can't go, you can't go challenging origins, man. People don't like People that. fight it. People yeah. hate that. Yeah. You best just let them rest with the bat soup and move on with your fucking life. Bat soup. The the world's only what you know three six thousand years old, or or humanity is only twelve thousand years old. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, um. The uh, I only have two last clips. The this next one is something that I was in total agreement with. Turns out, uh, what you're about to hear is something that I stride for for a while, uh, and then I kind of fell out of fashion with it, and then fast forward a couple of years later, and you started a podcast, and is it kind of technically the same? That's for you to decide. This is a Turning Hearts True Wealth. So I decided right then, for one of the things I decided was I was going to keep a journal, and I have. I used to write them by hand, and then uh, now with a computer, I, I, I bind them each year. But. And this is one of the videos from Family Search, the uh, their YouTube page, and he was discussing being a troubled young man, getting in trouble with the law. His dad gives him his great grandfather's journal, and he's like, "Oh, you know, like this connected me to somebody with my roots, like." And he was just kind of in the same boat, doing the same stuff. Like, I'm 
I'm not so alone after all. And this is Dude, this is some good old boy shit right here. Yeah. That obviously got out of my problems with the sheriff, and uh, although my dad did let me do some time on the county farm, I never forgot that journal. I never forgot what it meant to put your thoughts down. You know, nobody's memories, they say the longest memory is not as good as a short pencil, and that's true. That's what journals do for you. I mean, uh, as I go back and read things, I realize how much I've changed. It's made a huge difference in my life. I'm very, very much an evangelist when it comes to journal writing because, you know, you leave pictures of yourself behind and things like that, but you, you don't leave your essence unless you leave a journal. It leaves part of your soul, certainly part of your brain, and I think part of your heart on a page for somebody to read. And uh, that's more important than almost anything you can leave behind, certainly more than money or land or wealth. That's true wealth. And if you would like to check out a part of our uh, our soul, our feelings, uh, all of us, you can go to feed.behindtheschemes.com slash feed.xml. Because the RSS is always the source of truth. Yeah. Uh, take it from the source. <laughs> um. But is podcast- I almost agree with this guy though. You know what I mean? Is like uh, I mean I do agree with him that you should journal and you should you should at least keep the nice stuff for your for your young ones, mm-hmm. but not not in the effort of giving it to some fucking religious organization that will sell it to the highest bidder. Correct. Giving in the family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to post a picture of my journal every day to my Facebook so Ancestry.com can get it. Well, that was another thing is that that guy that talked, he said the quiet part out loud when he said that, that we need to monitor social media because people, that's what Facebook, if you want to go down the CIA, FBI, Facebook thing, then that's what Facebook is, right? It's it's really actually. Yeah. Project uh, Lifelog. Yeah. Project Lifelog. Exactly. It's. Yeah. It's an intelligence tool to to monitor <laughs> and recreate, or or I don't know, not recreate, but uh-huh. what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, just you're, you you document every single little aspect of someone's life in a way that you could literally predict everything that they're going to do, and 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 be able to read them like a book because you just know everything about them. That's well, control. That's obviously, manipulation. if you had done your research, you would have seen that. Operation LifeLog was totally shut down, and Facebook started this same day, according to the Wikipedia, but whatever. You're right. It's totally a conspiracy theory, and there's no way that anyone would ever do that, because why would they? Because people are great, and the world's just full of cotton candy and fucking roses. Uh, yeah, anyway, please continue. No. Actually, I shouldn't... I, I Let me back up. The meme is, uh, if you go find the articles about Operation Live Log, there is uh, Life Log, and then go look at the date that Facebook was started. They they line up. It's funny stuff. Of course, yeah, little, um, little, it's the little things. It's the little things. Uh, I have a. This is a bonus clip. I did find a video called Masonry and the LDS Temples, uh, which is pretty fascinating. This oh, guy is is getting into all of the reasons why people accuse the Mormon church and 
the Freemasons of being behind these global schemes, and he uh, ends up dissecting why the Masons and uh, the Mormons, they're different, but also there's a lot of Ma- Mormons that were Freemasons. Uh, it's it's wacky they're, stuff. Oh, all the yeah. It's a totally it's a totally Masonic. Yeah, Joseph Campbell. He, he I think he ended up uh, according to that video. He ended up trying to join the Freemasons, and I forget I forget the town, but um, he was hoping to Independence, Missouri, perhaps. It's it's possible. I don't want to say for sure because uh, I was <laughs> I, f- I fell asleep in my chair last night. <laughs> okay. Um, hey, it happens. Nah, yeah, the, uh, um, it's gonna happen tonight too. Yeah. <laughs> um. Actually, I'm feeling kind of feeling a little lubed up from that shot. Feeling, yeah, you look feeling, like, feeling yeah. ready for a little post production. <laughs> yeah. Out of boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I fear nothing. The Mothman is with me. <laughs> <laughs> um. This, uh, I'm but, so glad I got you those ISOs. You're going to have so much fun with those ISOs. I, I am. Any single one of them is a fucking winner, dude. And I gave you like, I don't know, 10, 12 of them. They're all great. <laughs> but uh, anyway, please continue. I only, I only pulled one clip because that video is in and of itself a whole other conversation for a different time. Uh, but I got it saved. So we can always come back to it. Archived? Mm-hmm. Like a... I would make I would make a Mormon proud. We're gonna make uh, a limestone cavern. Ooh, limestone! Yeah, instead of a granite vault, we do a, we do something different. We we go limestone. That way, we can store things and make cheese. Oh, interesting! Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. This uh, we'll, we'll fill you in later. This clip it's talking about the ritualized drama that freemasons will put on in aims of teaching their uh i don't know what is is ideology an improper word no uh, their tenants how about that tenants they teach their tenants through the use of their creed uh, their creed of using um mason tools as allegories and it's all um mm-hmm. they're all parables yeah that they're recreating in a theatrical fashion and it turns out that it's done via <laughs> it turns out that there's method behind the theatrics mm. um and uh and that's one thing that people are um uh, that's what they use to tie mormons and masons together is the fact that they have these sort of performative ritual rituals that they put on that are very secretive. Like, of course, this guy, this guy asked the whole audience. He, I think he's at a, uh, it's, it's some LDS function that he's speaking at. And he asked how many people, how many people have, have, have been to this Freemasonic ritual? Nobody raises their hand. How many people have been to the main Mormon ritual? Nobody raises their hand. He's like, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, but nobody wants to talk about it. <laughs> I didn't see nothing. I didn't hear nothing. I don't know nothing. That's genius. Oh, it's so good. Um, but he so does- secret you can't talk about it. That's what, it. Reminds me of George Bush when they asked him about skull and bones. Mm-hmm. So you were in a secret society. Yeah, so secret. We can't talk about it. 
Yeah, and tell us, tell us about jacking off in the coffin in front of your father. In front of John Kerry, the, the literal rival of your presidential election. <laughs> you both jacked off in that coffin together. Do you think that you might not be in the same boat? Anyway, uh, please continue. Describe your friendship. <laughs> um, what friendship? <laughs> so there's a very specific reason behind the theatrics, and uh, we'll, we'll get some insight into it. So the organization teaches moral and social virtues through participation in a series of ritual dramas. The Freemasons. These dramas are a progression of plays which are memorized and performed within each lodge. They use stonemasons' customs and tools as allegorical guides and are believed by many to follow ancient rituals. The ceremonies demand a high degree of personal involvement. For example, one of the ceremonies dramatizes the murder of a man named Hiram Abiff, who is claimed to be the architect of Solomon's temple. In this dramatization, if you were the initiate, you would be playing the part of Hiram Abiff. So you would be the person who gets murdered. So you don't have a lot of speaking lines with that, That's, which is good. <laughs> so the Freemasons use this active participation to reinforce learning. There's been a lot of educational research done which supports the Freemasons' claim that involving someone physically in events using drama helps people understand and remember the concepts being taught. One professor at my college teaches memory techniques. Part of what he teaches is how using body movement helps us interact with the material and remember it better. I don't know if you came to the same conclusions that I did. I would never want to assume. But there is one very theatrical motion that I, I can think of that people learned in 2020 that really helped hone in the lessons taught by the informed elite. Oh, God. You know what I'm saying? Do you, you see where what I'm getting was at? It? Well, uh, no, I, I'm trying to, I'm racking my brain right now. The putting on the mask, how specific of a motion is that? With the, a material, just, you got to put one loop on and then the other loop? Uh, but how is it theatrical, though, is, is just what I'm asking. It does masking help prevent from infectious viral diseases it's no. kind of theatrical it's yeah. about as theatrical I mean, it's totally, as, no I, if you put it like that then yes i absolutely see where you're or from. perhaps tsa take your shoes off put your hands up yes 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 now okay i'm with you the security theater it's very exactly. very repetitive it is a a, an arbitrary ritual that you perform that gives you a false sense of security. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I just, I got a kick out of that. Absolutely had to share it. We've talked about the, uh, the candy puzzle, right? Between the chimp and the, and the baby human. No. They, I saw this one time. It was like, uh, you know, just like a little science experiment. They set up this puzzle and it had all these pulleys and levers, and if you go through a certain series of motions, then you get a candy. But the truth is, is you don't actually have to go through all these motions. You can just pull out the drawer and get the candy. And, uh, and it's obvious that you can just do this, that you can just pull out the thing and get the candy. 
So they did this puzzle with a, a chimp and a baby human. Uh, the baby was maybe like two years old. And the chimp immediately figured out that he didn't have to go through all this rigmarole. He could just pull out the thing and grab the candy. The child never figured it out. Once the child figured out that that he could do the puzzle and he could get the candy, then he, he continued to do that puzzle over and over and over and over. And, uh, and never just cut to the chase. Never just, he, he never sliced through the, the Gordian knot, as it were. Oh, poor bastard. Stupid! You're so stupid! It's, it's a lesson that you get caught up in shit, you get caught up in a routine, or you have a certain method of, of operating through the world, and you can get stuck in your ways. And sometimes the solution is much simpler and much... All you have to do is kind of just take a step outside of yourself and, mm. and get to it. And that's something that a lot of people, everybody really has trouble with. Oh, I can, I can alley-oop on that because you, you can be, you could be pretty vulnerable when you find yourself in a routine. Um, a lot of, a lot of shop accidents, wood shop accidents. It's because people got c- careless. They got mm-hmm, too comfortable. Mm-hmm. Sure. They got too, too in the motion of the ocean. Because you're doing it all day, every day, mm-hmm. and you and you get cocky, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I do this fucking in my sleep." Yeah, that's <laughs> shop safety. That's a little different from security theater, but uh, it's but, all about, it's uh, all it's all it's just checks and balances inside the routine, I guess, or something. It's all the different shades of the same color, in my opinion. Yeah. It's just what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Repetition is magic, uh, and and. To be skilled at something or to be good at something is merely just repeating doing it over and over, even if you suck at it and you just keep going, keep going. And eventually you'll be okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's, it's funny how these sorts of things reflect in, in and of themselves. It, it, it's the hermeticism shows up again and again, as above, so below, and how things are fractals of one another. This all fits into it's the framework. All, all smoke and mirrors. <laughs> yeah. I like smoking. I like mirrors. <laughs> What's not to love? Give me yeah. war. Yeah. Ding dong. Um, Ding dong. I am checking lay screen mails. We don't have any, any voicemails, but we did get a follow-up to the follow-up. Uh, the Ron Jeremy text? Yes. And they just wanted to let us know that their contribution is invaluable. I would concur. Texter. Their contribution is invaluable. That's what they said? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, I, I agree. Oh, my. <laughs> I'll give you a little Crowley karma. How about it? <laughs> Crowleyum. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was it. <laughs> Well, an- anime girl porn. <laughs> That's the kind of shit that Crowley would be into were he alive today. Yes. He'd be at Bullskin House right now watching some intense hentai. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Mr. Crowley. Oh, that yeah. works. Nice. More than more than appropriate. <laughs> nice. Well, cool. <laughs> These computers, I tell you, they, they get crazier and crazier. Yeah. 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 Who, who'd have thunk it, huh? Who would have seen it coming? These computers. 
Where did the music go? Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. This has been episode 134 of Behind the Schemes. January 9th, 2023. It's been a downright pleasure. Yeah. And thanks again to Dad, Cool Boy, Mia, and Ricky for hanging out with us last week. If you want to inform, get yourself informed on the Fediverse, you should go check that out. You'll learn a lot. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. You can go to spook.social. It's that simple. Just type in spook.social and you'll there. Check it out. Uh, also, uh, thanks to Carblanes33 and Fletcher for uh, shooting us off the uh, show and all that. They are the hosts of the Fantastic Hog Story, which is live every Monday night before our show at 5 o'clock Pacific, 7 o'clock Central. I think we even had a seamless handoff tonight. I was pretty seamless. I was trying. Yeah. Thanks to them as always. They're the best. They had a great show with Adam Curry last week. Check it out. And they had a great show tonight as well. If I may say so myself. Make heroism. Thanks to everybody listening too. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Make heroism and Mary Kay Ultra. They put up some new designs over at the T-shirt store. Uh, behind the schemes. Uh, com or uh, behind the schemes. Shop. <laughs> they got that NWO action going down. It's hot. Yeah. It's hot. Uh, you can also find uh, the link over at uh, zososcorner.substack.com. That'll take you to the MK's beautiful shirts and sweaters. Also, the show notes, the chat, basically everything. zososcorner.substack.com. Check it out. And we got Charlie Robinson in a few weeks. Get excited for that. Macroaggressions podcast. He'll be joining us on a Monday night, January 23rd. Yeah, the great Charlie Robinson. That'll and, be exciting. Yeah, that'll be that'll be good. Um, there is one other thing in the works. Uh, we did get invited to go watch Barbarella with the Shitposters uh, movie night, uh, January 16th, which I think is a Sunday. Uh, it should be a Sunday. Yeah. Uh, I think so, that, that could be in the cards for us for sure. Yeah, but we'll uh, we'll we'll. We'll definitely get out to you with some more information on that. But until that time, I've been Booberry, Mothman, and the Mini Ocalypse. And I have been lavish. Man, I will slay this unbeliever in your name! <laughs>